Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Hello, Brayden Harrington here for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Normally, this is an NXT podcast because I am your NXT friend, friend, but today, my co-host, my roommate, my uh, life partner, Davey Portman, is uh, taking the day, he's going off to work back in this pandemic. But you see, we are a wrestling podcast, and sometimes we don't just watch wrestling. We do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash next. We have all sorts of reviews on there. But in these times, in a pandemic, we're all forced to stay at home and watch things, whether it be HBO or Netflix or Disney. Well, Disney has put out something that I wanted to review. So, damn it, I'm going to do it. I'm joined by friend of the show, Brother Nate, or as I still call you, TN8, Nate Milton. What's going on, <laughs> Brother Braden? You, look, you can call me TN8, you can call me Brother Nate, you can call me the Godfather, or as I've adopted this week, you can call me the venerated Virginian veteran. Wow. I'm checking in. Wow. Get it. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we are checking in because today we are here to chat about the Disney Plus and their new release of Hamilton the Musical. So uh, I, the reason I call you TN8 is because... I mean, I mean technically, Braden, it's Hamilton the, the Musical <laughs> colon the movie. Right. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so, uh, disclaimer, I am a Canadian who does not 
watch a lot of musical theater. Therefore, mm. my uh, my take on Hamilton the musical the movie <laughs> will be so. You gotta accurate. say the whole thing like like a pimp named Slickback. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we're, we're, we decided that we wanted to do something a little different. And Nate, obviously you have, um, so many different podcasts going on as well. And obviously wrestling is kind of what brings us all together and kind of is the reason we kind of all do these shows. But I was, I was intrigued at this Hamilton, the musical, because, um, I'm not a musical person. Like I don't, I've been to some, you know, but I'm not super into that kind of scene and world, which is super funny because my co-host who is not here today, Davey Portman, uh, went to school for musical theater, uh, in the UK. And, uh, I asked him, I said, Hey, are we going to review Hamilton? It's coming out on, on Disney plus. And he said, no, I'm a musical theater snob and I'm waiting till it's in theaters. Therefore he didn't, he refused to watch it and refused to come on this show. So uh, if he ended up listening to this, he's going to hear me talk about what he went to school for like four years on, which is musical theater. <laughs> so I, actually, I think like this is just all just a setup. Like baby's <laughs> waiting in the wings, like the king of England just waiting to break in. <laughs> he, he's King George, essentially. <laughs> yes, baby is King George. <laughs> uh, so um, it's a it's a musical that got put on to. Disney Plus, but it came out a few years ago, so I'm a little confused, but the internet is such a great thing, so I googled it, and uh, I know I know a bunch of the songs, because for the past few years, I could not go anywhere without someone going, you cannot take away my shot, and I had no idea what they were saying, but now I've watched this movie, and we're going to talk about it, and uh, maybe I will give away my shot, but Nate, before we kind of go into the... To, this review of this musical because I just sat sat down and watched it and uh, was tapping my toe and banging to these these awesome themes and stuff. But how are you doing? How you doing, Nate? I'm doing good, brother. You know, like you said, we are in uncertain times, so I hope everybody out there is is being safe while they listen to this and and you know practicing all the the guidelines that that we all know by heart by now you know social distancing washing your hands wearing a mask not working for the wwe those things will keep you safe in yeah. in these times right now yeah did i go too far day uh Braden? did i go too far no definitely not definitely not look uh all i'm saying is if you happen to work for Vince McMahon in the past few months the likelihood that you've been around uh let's just say negative conditions for combating COVID is probably higher than somebody that works at Safeway. Yeah, it, it's and that's that's true. Uh, I I am scared to see what happens with uh, I'm I'm in Canada and all I do is I turn the news on and every time I, I every time I wake up and I watch the news it just tells me that America is fucked right now. Now you're in the states. Uh, what's 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 the feeling there? Are you do you just is the whole country just falling apart right now? What's going on? The the problem is, brother Braden. Right now we need a George Washington, and we stuck with with somebody like an Aaron Burr. Not even an Aaron Burr. We stuck with less than Burr running this whole ship, and so you know we we've been put behind the eight ball, and and I think the combination between bad leadership and also. American independence, which is a crucial part of this musical slash movie that we're going to talk about, Braden. Mm -hmm. Like, 
that's been in America since the beginning. This this sense of individualism, man. You can't tell me what to do, and you're not going to take away my shot. Uh, and it's our greatest strength, and it's our greatest weakness because I knew on Memorial Day, like when I saw people out at the beach, at these pool parties, or at these bars, I'm like, oh, we we ain't getting out of this no time soon. And you know, two months later, the chickens have come home to roost because we couldn't follow the guidelines. So it's it's like like we're seeing countries in Europe, they're getting sports back and things of that nature. Countries in Asia, they're starting to get back to some semblance of, of what life was like before COVID. And I feel like we're the kids in, in the class right now that we have to stay inside during recess because we didn't do what we were supposed to do. And <laughs> That's all the other true. all the other countries get to go outside and play kickball and four square. Uh, and, and we're stuck inside writing on the blackboard I will wear my mask a hundred times. That's it. Just wear the mask and maybe you guys would be outside, right? <laughs> you could be out there playing. And that, like, it, it's bad. I, I, I was talking to somebody last night. Like, it's bad. Because usually America is like, America is the country that likes to puff out its chest and particularly under this administration and tell people they can't come to America or we're, we're cutting off travel from certain locales. And it's like, Canada and Mexico were like, mm, y'all, y'all got to stay right where you are in the middle. You can't come up, you can't come down. Like, to get to the point where countries are telling America, we don't want your money, like that's that's how bad things have gotten, and that's how bad this entire coronavirus situation has been handled. Yeah, uh, I I couldn't imagine here here right now in in Canada. I'm in Toronto, and it's like we're slowly seeing the the norm, like we're, the, the the regular things kind of come back, like. You you cannot take away my bars, but it's like it's it's just it's still this weird world. Like everything to me, I go outside and it kind of looks normal again. But then you, something will click, and you're like, oh, this is this is still in this weird, desolate future of what what could be. But um, you know, all, all we can do is still kind of see where where it all goes. And like I said, I'm you, you, whether you're stuck inside, whether you can still go to work or you're going back to work or wherever you may be. Um, yeah. Uh, good vibes all around because you're, you're not alone. Everyone right now is probably going through such crazy, like, you know, mental breakdowns and, and depression and, and so many things. And it's like, it's not just, one person that's go- it's like the whole entire world uh more specifically the u.s is just going through this and it's just it's just kind of really really sad because you want everyone to to be unified and you see you see the videos on your your social media feeds of of someone not wearing a mask and then there's a fight at your there's a there's a local corner grocery store just like a mom and pop shop that sells fruit and veggies right outside here the bde the brain davis state and there's a viral video coming from toronto where this woman didn't want to wear a mask and then just starts tipping over crates of fruit and and vegetables mm. just because she didn't want to wear a mask. And I'm just like, that is, look how far we've come, people. And we're going the wrong way. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, again, I get that spirit of individualism. But if if it were something that wasn't a mask, right? Like, if, if you know, like stores and, and establishments, they have that sign. No shoes, no shirt, no service. Mm. You can't walk into McDonald's or you can't walk into Swiss Chalet. You know, I got I to gotta flip it for, for my Canadian <laughs> nice. neighbors. Uh, you know, you, you can't walk into the Swiss Chalet with your bare feet just walking around because they're going to tell you no. And and you don't see people, like, having a fit about that. But 
for some reason this whole mask thing has become political when it's not political at all. Well, it's become political because there's one idiot who's made it political. Yeah. And I'm not saying that everybody that doesn't want to wear a mask is an idiot. I'm just saying that the person that you're listening to is an idiot. <laughs> and then I'll leave it at that, Brayden. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you're the American. I'm the Canadian. Um, sorry, your president is an idiot. Like, I, I, it's, it's like watching SNL. But it's the actual news. It's just so fucked up. Um, and, and it goes beyond party. Like, again, we, might, we yeah. might talk politics during this episode because Hamilton is nothing if not political entertainment. And in America, we've got the flip side of that, Braden. We've got an entertainer uh, playing politician. And I think any other Republican would have some sense in this situation. Like, even the worst Republican would have some sense. Mike Pence. Mike Pence doesn't have a lot of sense. Mike Pence would have more sense if he were the president right now. But Donald Trump has made this an issue of not only politics, but of masculinity, right? Like, if, if you don't wear a mask, you, you use some type of punk. And so it's like, yeah. He says so, he calls you stupid if you are. Look, I'm someone who's uh, suffered from uh, severe asthma problems my entire life. Uh, since I was a little kid, I've been inside and out of hospitals and stuff like that. I, it takes me 10 seconds of running and my chest is like, my insides are like, you're dying. And if I'm going grocery shopping for, let's say, a total of 10 minutes in a store, I can wear a mask for 10, sec- 10 minutes. It yes. kills it. As a person with asthma, it sucks. It sucks so bad because I literally can't breathe. And... I still do it. So it's like I don't understand these people who are like, oh, I don't want to wear this thing. Ridiculous. And it's not for you. It's for other yeah. people. Like like, like uh, Aaron Burr says, <laughs> Braden, death doesn't discriminate between the sinners and the saints. <laughs> so there might be somebody who's wearing a mask, but because some idiot out there doesn't want to wear a mask, they can get it. And they, and they, they take it home to their elderly grandparents or, you yeah. know, and, and that's the other thing. Like. It used to be it was only about old people. Now we're seeing people in their 40s and in their 30s and in their 20s. Yep. Coming down with this. And so it's like kids. Corona doesn't discriminate between the sinners and the saints. Yeah, it's true. I mean, look at the look at the the Broadway singer. There's a Canadian guy, uh, Nick Cordero, who is yes, famous. Yes. Yeah, I, I read that. Yeah, like we're we're talking about a, a Broadway show here today. But this guy, uh, Nick Cordero, was from like Hamilton, Toronto here, and he's now in uh, like a star. But he's he's now passed away at 41 because for the past like almost 100 days he's been suffering from coronavirus, and now it's finally got him. So like 41, that's not old. That's crazy. So, uh, it's, you just wear the mask, wear the mask. The only thing I'm upset about is the other day I, I bought a, a mask because it, um, it was like the, the Spider-Man mask. Mm. And then, uh, when I got home and I, and I, and I put it on, it didn't fit cause it was for kids. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's like, I guess Miles Morales was wrong. Everybody can't wear the mask. <laughs> So then I, yeah, this this is the time right now for all the entrepreneurs out there. Yeah, come out with some hot mask designs because I bought a I, this. This is gonna make me mad just talking about it, Braden. <laughs> when this first started, I went on Amazon and I was like, okay, if I'm gonna have to wear a mask, I'm gonna have a flyest mask fit in Virginia. It's reflexing. And I, I found like this sweet Atlanta Falcons mask. I like, had the black and the red yeah. stripes going through, and then they had like the big bold Falcon emblem. I was like, that's the one. And I, I purchased it. And then I didn't look. See, I, this is where I made a mistake. Uh-oh. Braden. 
I didn't look to see where this shipment was coming from, and it turns out it was coming from China. <laughs> and so it said it'll when when I paid for it, it said it'll be there in two to three weeks. So I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Two to three weeks later, I ch- I checked back in on it. My uh, delivery date has been extended to eight weeks. I'm like, that's that doesn't sound right. So I contacted Amazon. They're like, hey, you know these things. You know, just uh, keep in contact with the seller. So then eight weeks goes by. Oh, my God. We didn't admit that. Like, I needed this for the start of coronavirus season. So now you're in the middle of coronavirus season. So now I'm just walking around wearing a plain white mask with the the little little elastic straps. And so I go back and they're like, yeah, we'll probably get it to you in in, in January. And I'm like. (laughs) January 2022. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. If America doesn't do what they're supposed to do, we might still be stuck in this. Yeah. In this hellscape in January 2022, so it's take the, your time, China. Take take your time sending the. Ma- you're gonna get this mask, and it's gonna be a kid size too. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it's gonna. You ordered a, a Falcons. Yeah, it's gonna yeah, come. Man, it's gonna. Falcons. It's gonna be a Cowboys one. <laughs> it'll be like a Cleveland Browns. Like I can't even wear this with with pride. Well, wave your mask uh, because you know we might you. I'm saying we. I'm in North America, but it's like it's. I know someone's made the joke, and I think it was Robin Williams here in Canada. It's like we're the we're the apartment above the meth lab, so we're just like watching. Like, what the fuck's going on down there? You guys need to sort this shit out. Um, yeah, wow. It's a revolution, is what it is, and uh, we're here to talk about a revolution. I'm about to get schooled on some knowledge. Well, I did after watching this, but Hamilton, the musical. The movie. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> right away, like I mentioned, I only know the I only knew the song because everyone was kind of bumping it. Um, not throwing away my shot, so I instantly started my own drinking game for this movie. Um, every time he Alexander Hamilton says he's not giving away his shot, take mm. a shot. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> See, I didn't. I, I wasn't that clever, Braden. Uh, I didn't make a game out of it. I was just drinking because uh, I've watched it twice now. I watched it on a Friday yeah. night, uh, so I think that was the Friday it came out. Okay, yeah, it just uh, came out this past weekend, right? Yeah, so yeah. I watched it the Friday it came out, uh, and I was drinking the whole two hours and forty minutes, which probably wasn't a good idea. Yep. But uh, we we all make our choices in life, Braden. <laughs> Uh, so I was I was drinking nonstop. That's a Hamilton reference. Uh, and then the second day, Saturday, I watched it again sober, and I picked up a little bit more than I did on Friday night, just because uh, I was in the right frame of mind to receive Hamilton, uh, receive this artwork, as as opposed to the night before, where I was, I would, I will I will say this, Braden, before we like even get into the the nitty gritty of Hamilton. Like just as a viewing experience, I think, like the materials, we'll we'll talk about what the material is. But I think, presentation-wise, there were a couple things that could have helped me, uh, and maybe I was just doing Disney Plus wrong. But I needed subtitles. Sure. Yeah. True. And yeah. Like especially that first night where I wasn't completely one hundred percent cogent, I could have used subtitles to follow along with everything because. There were times where I had to stop and rewind. Like, did he say that? Did she yeah, say that? Yeah, it's true. It's true. I, I, like, again, I don't know. Like, in Canada, they don't really teach us a lot of American history. Canadian history, super fucking boring. American history, way more exciting. 
thus this musical. But for me, I'm watching like these songs and I'm like, oh, wait, did he just say that? Well, what does that mean? So I quickly go to Google and then I go down a wormhole and then I'm realizing <laughs> I'm like six pages deep into King George II's Wikipedias of his like second wife or some shit like that. And I'm like, what is going on? What happened? So I agree. Maybe I should have watched it with subtitles, but uh, I kind of just took it in and, and, and watched it. But um, the, the whole the whole way this is like shot is filmed from a few years ago from like, I think, one or two Broadway performances. Um, yeah, it so- was uh, two performances in 2016. Yeah, uh, so it's like kind of the OG cast of this main cast that kind of really got it big. Like I mentioned, a few years ago, there was a real, like, bump. This was just so hot everywhere. It was yeah. Everyone was talking about it. Everyone was trying to get tickets to it. Everyone was playing the soundtrack. It was winning Grammys, all that kind of thing. So years they later... They were singing t- at the White House when we had a actual president. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you had an actual president, you know, it was it was hot down there. It was good. Um, and... It's it's just interesting because for me I think of musical theater when I was a kid and like a a field trip we we went to see um, like some of like Disney productions or Phantom of the Opera and and or The Lion King or things like that so when I think of musicals I think of like the the classical like Disney kind of thing and here I am watching something on Disney Plus now it's not necessarily a Disney like made product but it's just interesting right off the bat that this is a like hip-hop musical Mm. and you don't quite see that uh at least kind of before this i could see this being a whole genre that goes forward of so many different musicals kind of taking this this vibe and going with it but as a a a fan of like hip-hop and and you know modern music it was so interesting to kind of get a history lesson from like rap battles and and stuff i will say that it like I would show this to kids in school because you would totally learn way more watching this than just kind of doing a test and like, who did Hamilton do? It's like, no, just watch this and you kind of learn things. Of course, there's factual differences and entertainment things that are added to scripts and stuff like that. But for the most part, it's, it's, you know, a lot of it seems to be pretty accurate. Yeah, I would, the way I would look at it, Braden, is uh, I think Hamilton is a good starting off point. Like, it's a good place to get somebody's energized or interested in this time period in America, mm-hmm. but it's not a documentary, right? So it's not going to tell you everything exactly when it happened. Like there are some liberties, uh, pun intended, that uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda takes with, you know, certain characters in certain situations. And some characters are, you know, combinations of a couple different historical figures, but like the, the, kind of bare outline of Alexander Hamilton and, and the founding fathers is there. Uh, but if you want to learn more about it, I think this is a good place to kind of get your appetite wetted and then you can jump off from that. Uh, but then speaking to the music in here and the style of music, I think before this, the only other musical that I, I believe in, and again, I'm not a musical theater guy mm-hmm. either. Uh, you know, I've, I saw Les Mis in New York. Uh, some people say New York is the greatest city in the world. I wouldn't go that far. Uh, but I, I saw Les Mis in New York uh, in the mid-90s, I want to say, uh, with my church choir. Whoa. And, uh, like, it, it was fine for what it was. Uh, you know, I, I hear the people sing, singing the songs of Angry Man. You know, it's cool. It's whatever. It just wasn't my cup of tea. Uh, but other than Hamilton, I think the only musical 
to my knowledge, and then there's probably others, but again, we're neither one of us are, are Davy Porton, so yes. this is in our this is in our Bailey week. Uh, but uh, bringing the noise, bringing the funk from the '90s, okay, uh, with Savion Glover, which uh, used hip hop elements and and uh, tap and and some other type of dancing styles. So, like, but you got to think, like, if that's the only one, and then we go twenty. 25 years till we get to Hamilton like that's a big gap and and an underserved audience and I think maybe that's part of the reason why this was such a big hit when it first came out in 2015 because not only is this a brand new musical uh, with a lot of talented people but it's a musical style that doesn't get a lot of love from certain corners Mm. of of the arts community and and I think this was kind of eye opening for a lot of people isn't it funny that that's that was that is the case like you're dead right with that Nate but then fast forward to now and you have soccer moms driving around blasting this whole CD for the past 5 years like legit like like all these all these people are like oh what is what is this i i love this take my shot yeah and it's like like you, sure just go with it <laughs> so hamilton alexander hamilton the musical, the movie. Um, now, this guy, Alexander Hamilton, he it starts with a song, Alexander Hamilton. The way I have my notes is I'm kind of breaking down each kind of song. There is two acts in this movie with a 60-minute, 60 uh, 60-second thing uh, intermission. The intermission, yeah. But uh, the, the movie, the, the, the show focuses on Hamilton, obviously, who uh, comes from, like, is it the, the West Indies? somewhere and he's he's moving to new york to become a new man to start a new life and you see in new york you can be a new man and uh i'm here to do all the things i haven't done you gotta talk less smile more and not let them know what you're against or what you're for two pints of san sam adams but i'm working on three uh i i love this opening this like scene here with all of them kind of going off and kind of giving just a little bit about uh the character who he is and stuff like that again me as a canadian i'm like yeah i know the name he's the guy in the, the founding fathers or whatever and he comes to new york and hamilton starts hanging out with uh john lorenz lafayette mulligan or or burr and uh, basically becomes like, uh, you know, buddies with all these uh, revolutionary people, if you will. Yeah. I, I love, like, the, the opening because, like, uh, you know, the Alexander Hamilton, you get the, the entire story in basically four minutes. Yeah. Uh, even down to the part where Burr spoils everything and he's like, uh, and I'm the <laughs> damn fool that killed him. He's like. <laughs> Okay, I, I guess you just saved me two hours and yeah. 38 minutes. You so. don't need to, spoiler uh, alert, he gets shot. He gets shot. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, like, it, it's funny that you're talking about all these people like uh, Lafayette or uh, Hercules Mulligan, which mm-hmm. is, that's a pro wrestling name if I've ever oh, heard Oh, yeah, of. definitely. Like Hercules Mulligan. <laughs> uh, but I think that growing up in America, and in particular growing up in Virginia, like, I knew all these people from... Go, uh, high school and and even before that because uh, Virginia is one of the first colonies uh, you know these were Jefferson and, and Washington and and all these cats came from and so we've got colonial battlefields all around the area where I live we've got 
plantations all around the area where I live. Like when I was in grade school, we used to take field trips to wow. plantations where we would see like they had the colonial actors, including people playing slaves. And I knew like when I was in high school, I knew a kid that actually played one of the slaves. And he was I was like, how is it? He's like, eh. he was kind of like one of those uh, animals on the Flintstones when like the bird that's the record player or the, the oh turtle God. that's the sink and he's like hey it's a living because he's like man he's like it's either working here or working at bush gardens and bush gardens doesn't pay as well as the plantation which is a crazy thing to say oh my god yeah i mean do they still do these things to this day i know that's like a thing whenever they have reenactments and things but that's yeah they're still around i like i haven't been in yeah at least 10 years wow but, uh like so i'm sure they're still around i don't know if they've updated, if they've upgraded the slaves to endangered servant status because they don't want to say slaves around the kids, uh, but yeah, like the, it's it's very much woven into the fabric of Virginia. You know, when when you're talking about Yorktown and Williamsburg, yeah. these are all places that even to this day, elements and remnants of this time that they talk about in Hamilton, like you can take a trip and tour a battlefield, and so like all of these characters, like you're talking about, like Lafayette. Like we got Lafayette's Cannon down here. Like I've I've visited the, the the monument, you know, two or three different times. Yeah, growing up in high school and stuff. And so these characters jumped off the off the screen because I'm like, yeah, I remember reading about that dude. But but do you still go to Bush Gardens? I mean, Bush Gardens. <laughs> here's the thing: Bush Gardens is a little pricey. So if if I am going to spend my amusement park dollar, and I don't want to, I don't want to get into a battle here. You know, I know. Uh, We've got, you know, the Bush Gardens crowd out here. We got the Disneyland folks listening. Uh, but for me, I like Six Flags. I'm a Six uh, Flags man all day. I like that King's Dominion. That Magic guy in the <laughs> the commercial that they used to air all the time with the like the ball yes. with the glasses dancing. Yep. It was great. Uh, <laughs> so Hamilton basically comes to New York. He's gonna start his new life here in seventeen seventy six and he starts to work for General George Washington mm. during the American Revolution, and uh, off the top, how about George? How about George Washington's intro, Braden? Like, oh that's, man, that's pro wrestling if we if, if we've ever seen it. <laughs> yeah, this guy who plays uh, George Washington is actually fantastic. Shout out the entire cast here yes. in this entire production, but uh, Jonathan Groff. Uh, sorry, that's that's King George. I'm talking about Christopher Jackson who plays. George Washington, yeah, he comes out here because he's fucking George Washington. Like he walks out. Uh, something I will will note that I really loved about this entire production is yes, the characters, uh, the the people, the actors are playing characters and they're in like um, proper outfits and and you know costumes and things like that. But it's it's like the guy who's playing George Washington isn't isn't dressed up. To like all the nines, he's not trying to look yeah. exactly like him, so it he doesn't, doesn't have the wig and all that yeah, extra stuff. It doesn't matter. Like they're not, they're not like, hey, this is all about old white people, so every single person in this thing has to be old white people. No, it's not that at all, and I fucking love that. I think uh, 
movies and and productions like this and musicals should continue going forth. And I'm not saying this is the only first production to do it, but watching this, I'm like, man, this makes it so... Who cares if the guy's wearing the wig or has fake wooden teeth in his thing or he has to, you know, be all like old white dude with powdered face. It's like, no, it's like... These are actors and they're doing their job. They're, everyone in this is just so fantastic. And I, I thought that was like a little thing that could go, go over people's heads, but just fantastic. Um, yeah, well, like the tagline uh, for this like is, uh, and Lin-Manuel Miranda always says it, it's the story of America then told by America now. Yes. And it's like, yeah, America now is this big multicultural, multiracial mosaic. I'm not going to say melting pot. I, I like going mosaic, A, because it alludes to my Twitter handle, but B, when people say melting pot, Braden, and, and again, like we're getting on a, a tangent here, yeah. but that's what that's what we do, Braden. Of course. When people say America's a melting pot, I always say that, that that's a fallacy because a melting pot is something where you put in all these elements and they become the same thing. Mm. Whereas a mosaic, you put all these different elements into a picture or a stained glass and it makes one beautiful picture, but every element is still an individual. I love it. I like you. I, I love yours way better. If you learned anything from today, that's that's it right there. Be legit. a mosaic, not a melting yeah, pot. Yeah, legit. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Alexander Hamilton is here. He basically impresses everyone with his straight fire, his bars. He tells you, are you ready? I am not throwing away my shot. <laughs> Take a shot. Uh, this is the best joint. This is this is some fire shit. Uh, the musical production in this is so crazy. The outfits, the dancing here is just so mm. good. Uh, they're telling everyone to rise up. See, I'd never thought I'd live past twenty, but uh, he wants to, you know, change change the world. He wants a revolution here, and he's doing the good thing. And he's not throwing away his shot. And they want to to win. They want to have you know independence and. And all that jazz here in the U.S., but I, I I love not throwing away my shot. My shot is the the hottest song off the the soundtrack, and it's just it's just killer. Uh, Lin Manuel Miranda is so entertaining to watch. Again, I don't know him um, from many things before this, but wow, does it! And it a lot of these songs. I'm going in this not so much as a history buff, but a hip hop history buff and i can mm. tell you right off the bat that not giving away my shot had some callbacks to um not only shook ones by mob yep. deep but also going back to cali from notorious big who will have another kind of uh cameo later on but i just love the the different things how how do the how are they doing a song about american history but somehow bring in Christopher Wallace, the only Christopher we acknowledge. Um, <laughs> we'll, 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 let, we'll let the Biggie statue stay. Every, yeah. every other Christopher, you got to go. Yeah, uh, the only Christopher. Uh, so I, I, I love this song. This is the one, I've watched it earlier before we were recording. I was walking around the house and I was bumping this tune. If, if that's, this is the single. Like, it, it is. It's just so straight fire. It, the beat is tough. Everything about my shot is just awesome. You know, that, that's the crazy thing about uh, about this soundtrack, though, Braden, because I agree. I think My Shot is one of, if not the best songs mm -hmm. in the musical. But every time, because I've, I've got it on Spotify, and I just hit shuffle. And it's like almost every song that comes up is a banger. Yeah. And it's like, it, it, even if there's a song that I'm kind of like, eh, that was, that, was, that was some mid. Like, that wasn't fire. That was some mid. <laughs> it's only three minutes of mid. And then... Yeah. Right after that, there's more fire. And so, like, yeah, like, I think 
you got to give a lot of credit to uh, Lin Manuel Miranda. I think he said it, it took him seven years. Wow. To write all 46 songs in this musical. And, and yeah, like outside of maybe two or three numbers, all of them hit. Yeah, definitely. Most, most of them. And, and it's crazy because I'm not a musical person. Uh, sorry, I'm not a musical theater person. But like I noticed even here in Canada, the amounts of people who are like who haven't even seen this yet, who are just obsessed with the soundtrack and the CD and the, the Spotify playlist and all that stuff. It's just it's pretty crazy. And like showing this to someone, they might just think it's a, a, like a modern song because it's it's like a hip hop track. Well, that's the other thing, Braden. Like, you can actually listen to these songs while you're out riding around somewhere. Like, no, no shade to these other musicals out here, but you ain't hitting, you ain't hitting Les Mis <laughs> while you riding out here on these streets. You ain't, you ain't playing My Fair Lady. I don't know. Down the boulevard. That fucking that fucking Moana soundtrack is tough. <laughs> I don't know. Well, dude. Look, look, Moana. That, again, that's Lin Manuel. Yeah, Moana. it is, isn't it? <laughs> I, he knows I, what's up. Yeah, he really does. He really does because that is also. Banging. Uh, we we see that uh, Hamilton and this whole crew of these revolutionaries, they uh, they want to have some wealth. They want to get, they have goals and they ha- want to get things done here in the U.S. of A. And we meet the, uh, I'm going to butcher the name already, the Schuler sisters? The, the Schuyler sisters. Schuyler sisters, yeah, I knew it was that. That's what I meant to say. Yes. Um, excuse me, miss... What's your name? Uh, he says, I'm not, I know it's not funny, but you smell like someone whose daddy's got money. Um, so now, Hamilton, we meet sort of his love interest. And this, this Skylar Sisters introduction song is a, is a bop, break. Right? Yeah, it's lit. Like, it's very much like, uh, and I, that's the other thing I like about the musical. Like, yes, it's predominantly hip-hop, but they also throw in some different styles here and there. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Skylar Sisters number is very much like a, uh, Destiny's Child, Beyonce type of jam. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Each each song kind of, some of them are more like uh, hip hop and you could tell like, oh, that one's going after, like I said, like a biggie feel or something. But some of them, other ones are like more R&B or like you said, Beyonce yeah. or, or, you know, that kind of vibe. I definitely got it from the this this one with the sisters. Um, definitely Destiny's Child kind of vibes here. And basically, <laughs> Hamilton's pretty much a player. Uh, because he's got one wife and kind of a mistress. Is, isn't that kind of right? I mean, that's that's going to be Hamilton's downfall. Yes, he at first he is attracted to uh, Angelica, who is the oldest sister. Yes. Uh, but then he meets Eliza, who's the middle sister, and Angelica's old news. Uh, but that won't be the end of Hamilton uh, out here being a player. Yeah. I mean, uh, th- he wanted a revolution, so he's getting a revolution. Is pretty much what uh, what he's what he he's definitely going to come back, and he's going to have some more. Uh, we then go to our next our next song, um, which there's like there's a lot of the songs here. There's like some big hits, and then there's like what do you call it? interludes that kind of tie yes, in. Yes. And like I said, a lot of the the hot singles or the hot songs little parts of it will go in and weave in and out of the entire musical. So you'll hear like lines from one song kind of show up in interludes to another. And that's very, again, that's very much like a staple of hip hop where we're sampling from other songs and, and like everybody's kind of got their own theme in this, which I like too, because Burr's got, you know, the, the wait for it. Uh, that's his kind of recurring theme, and they'll slip that in whenever he's talking with Hamilton. And it's like, yeah, like this, we I, like we're probably gonna say it a hundred more times, Braden. Yeah. Uh, so you can take a shot for every time we 
we we say uh, Lin Manuel Miranda knows how to write music, but like it's so creative and it's it very much is true to uh, the spirit of hip hop. It, it is. It even it has sampling within sampling, and it's it's just awesome. But then we take like kind of a a left turn. It's the British invasion. <laughs> if uh, everyone kind of gets their own style of of genre of music in their in their songs, then of course King George the Third, the Brit, comes out singing some songs that sound like uh, like the Beatles or or yes. Queen. It's a British invasion. Now King George the Third, as soon as this dude walked out or waddled out onto the stage here, I fell in love with this guy. Now, this was filmed kind of after the 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 huge like explosion of Hamilton and how it was, but they went back and asked this actor to come back because he's just so fucking good at this role. And uh yeah, King George the 3rd, I absolutely love this guy. Uh I'm looking up his name. I already mentioned it earlier, but I'm blanking now, but he is just so good. I think it's Jonathan Groff is who it is. Yeah. Because he also played uh, Kristoff in Frozen. Oh, okay. I've definitely seen him in other things, but this guy is so funny. He I, shuff- I think he's supposed to be in the new Matrix whenever that comes out. Wow. I-, I could see this guy being a big star in Hollywood, to be completely honest. This guy may or may not have stole the whole show for me. He waddles out onto the stage with this whole King George the Third like get up in his crown and uh, I read that the crown was actually so heavy and it kept falling off that the the reason he waddles is to keep it on his head but it like works with this so much it, it totally works like he is so good in in this role of kind of comic relief and and giving everybody kind of a breather because again no pun intended the music is non-stop like it's start to finish and so King George comes out, like you said, with this uh, British invasion style number, and it gives you a chance to kind of catch your breath and see what England's response to what's going on in America is. And his comedy, his comedic timing is just so great. Like the, there's a part in the song where he's like, uh, you know, I will kill your, <laughs> you and all of your family and your loved ones just to show you how much we love you. <laughs> da 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this song, I think this is my favorite song from the whole movie. And it says a lot because, like, I love the hip hop and I love this. But I watched this, I was dying. I've watched this this song twice because I had to go back and YouTube just the clip of it because he is so fucking funny. King George basically is pissed off at the U.S. He's like, look, you guys want your independence? Pfft, yeah, sure. You'll, you'll come back. You'll be crawling back. <laughs> and that's what he's singing here. He's like, screw your rebellion. Um... You'll come back. Da, 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 da. Oh, man. This guy is just so fantastic. Uh, you said that's what would have made the new Star Wars trilogy better if, if Kylo would just hit a number like this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'll come back to the First Order. Exactly. Uh, I absolutely... This guy also just spits everywhere. Yes. What? Yeah. <laughs> Which there's, a lot, I, there's a lot of moisture and precipitation going on around He should be wearing his mask. Out. He's not wearing his king mask, but he should be. Uh, There's a lot of droplets in the air. <laughs> yeah, so many droplets. Uh, I absolutely love King George here. He is he is so good. And the fact that they like, this is a hip-hop R&B kind of soul thing, but then it has the British invasion kind of feel to it because he's the British king. Oh, man, it was, this is yep. so good. This was so, so good. Killed it. And anybody that, like, any music historian, I'm sure Davey knows this, but, yeah. like, 
a lot of that early British invasion stuff, whether you're talking about the Beatles or the Stones, was influenced by R&B from America. Wow, there you so go. It, it all kind of ties in. Like, again, Lin-Manuel Miranda knows what he's doing here. Da, 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 da. Da, like, I, didn't, da, 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 I didn't take da. seven years to come out with some garbage. It's going to be fire. <laughs> yeah, uh, legit. Well, King George says you'll be back, you Americans. But uh, George Washington... It's like, nah, we're going we're gonna to have our revolution. We're going to continue on for with the beginning of the American Revolutionary War. I'm learning so much. I'm, re- I'm really learning. I'm learning so many things. Um, and we have an, our next song, which is The Right Hand Man, which is uh, talking about how Hamilton is basically the right hand yep. man to then General George Washington. Um, and basically everyone's like a little bit kind of upset that... Hamilton's kind of getting this shot, but he's going to give Hamilton his shot. And uh, he's kind of excited about it. So him becoming the right-hand man in this, like, commander-in-chief kind of thing. Um, I, yeah, this is where history kind of, I get a little like, okay, I'm not sure what, what, what he's going to do, but he's going to do something, and it's going to be lit. <laughs> well, yeah, well, basically what they're saying, like, Hamilton, this whole first act, wants to prove himself right like yeah. he, he's like he says in the song he's he's scrappy and he's hungry uh but george washington is like you can serve the country better by writing for me than by fighting for me and hamilton's like no nah, i want to fight and so we see like all these other generals that are failing uh or these other uh, lieutenants failing under george washington until finally he's forced to put hamilton in there uh but yeah like that's so that's what he's going through right here Braden. like he's He's frustrated because he wants to do more, but Washington's like, I need you right here as my right-hand man. Mm-hmm. He's he's a better brain than he is a, a muscle, essentially. I would, yeah, I would he's care. Bobby the Brain Heenan. There you go. <laughs> Alexander <laughs> Hamilton's the brain. Uh, we then uh, go through more musical numbers, obviously, and from Right Hand Man, which was a lot of fun. I love George Washington. I love, Bur- again, the whole, the whole company, the whole main cast here is just killer. He, uh, Christopher Jackson, like he has such gravitas in this role as George Washington. Like, even though, like, I outside of uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda and uh, David Diggs, yeah. I didn't know half of this cast. Oh, yeah, for uh, sure. But the way, like, just when he comes on stage as George Washington, he carries himself with with that stature. It's like, okay, yeah, let's let's follow this man and take orders from this man. He, he's very good. I love the outfits as well. And I, like yeah. I said, he didn't have the wooden teeth, but it's okay. I don't know how he would, he would spit bars with those <laughs> in his mouth. Um, we, we have a winter's ball. We then have Helpless, which is Eliza, who is Hamilton's like now wife, essentially. And she's talking about how she's helpless. And then we have Angelica, who's talking about how she's satisfied <laughs> um which a lot of people love this song uh, satisfied because the word count that uh the singer here gets in um is it renee goldsberry i think renee uh goldsberry yeah, yeah she, she's she, great she goes so she's doing some busta rhymes in this she's like and every time i gotta get again i gotta gotta go it she's just going crazy like i don't know how many <laughs> minutes uh, how many words a second here but just fast which will be beaten later on in the show by someone else but wow um, this is very impressive. Um, uh, basically, 
Alexander Hamilton has this like st- a strange affair, but he's got a wife, he's got a mistress, he's got a girlfriend, he's got this, he's got that. Like you said, it will come to bite him in the ass. But um, th- this this bit with Angelica is is fanta- fantastic as well because clearly there's some sort of love triangle that's going on here. Um, but the way it's delivered is just crazy. Yeah, I, I do feel bad for Peggy though because Peggy gets no love in this first act. <laughs> <laughs> Peggy is just there because she happened to be alive in real life, so they had to have three Skylar sisters. <laughs> She's just there, the extra one. It's yeah. like it's like, like we do, we don't hear from Peggy after Act One. Screw Peggy, we don't need Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, this this love triangle where basically Alexander Hamilton is is definitely. Uh, Putting two, he's put not putting all his eggs in one basket. He's putting eggs in multiple baskets, but too many baskets. Yes, uh, I mean Alexander Hamilton is the protagonist of this story, Braden. I don't know if I'd go as far as to call him the hero yes. of this story. Again, I'm not a history teacher, but from watching this, I'm like, huh, he did some good things. He did some bad things. <laughs> <laughs> um, we then have what I write down in my notes as uh, <laughs> Burr. With a dance hall pop song. <laughs> ah, yes, yes, yes. This is a, this is a. Wait for it. Wait for it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because it's kind of yeah, it's kind of got that dance hall kind of uh, calypso Caribbean beat. Yeah, it does. Wait that's for it. Wait for it. Yeah, it's so fire. The the instrumental itself is so killer yeah. here. I was bopping around to this this theme. Uh, but he basically and this like sets up the the dynamic between the two because like like we've already said, Braden Hamilton is like going at 100 miles an hour he's he's hungry and, and your man burr over here is like i'm just gonna sit back in the cut i'm not gonna let people know how i really feel and that's the friction that that carries on between them for the whole musical it's almost as if um burr is it knows that hamilton's coming for it and he's like oh man like screw this guy. you know what uh, i'm trying to think did you ever did you ever watch uh the movie amadeus oh man like time ago but the the music uh right the composer right yeah because burr burr is kind of like a more burr's a more likable salieri like okay. salieri the dude in mozart uh dude amadeus is jealous of mozart yeah yeah and and knows mozart's coming for the crown like burr is less outwardly evil than that guy but he's still the villain in the hamilton story and he's jealous he's like he's jealous that that hamilton has this like drive yeah. and like you know fire to to do well and, and burr's is like yo bro i'm trying to chill and like get paid <laughs> but the 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 dance hall track here is so that like, there's another thing where if you just took out maybe like maybe change the lyrics over this people would bop this on the radio it would be a top 10 so many of these songs would be top 10 yeah. billboard songs and which i think some of them already were but like the the way they are is like sounds like a song that is hot today which is just so crazy considering it's a musical where you go in consi- thinking you're gonna see like classic like lay Miz and stuff but then we're seeing actual songs and like uh, I, I really love this as well. I love the different variations of, and genre kind of blending in together. It's like this was a pop like ballad, but it was it was really cool uh, because then we go from that to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yes. Which is the ten crack commandments. <laughs> Wait, sorry. 
the ten dual commandments. Yo, this this might be one of the hottest songs of the whole show, Brady. It has to be. It's straight fire. Tell tell me why you like the ten dual command. What is this? Because it's basically they're they're having a debate, but of course it's a hip hop musical, so they're gonna rap battle it out. Yeah, like uh, so the the whole idea of dueling is like. There were rules to dueling. Like, you just didn't go out and shoot somebody. Like, there was a quote-unquote code of conduct, a code of ethics. The code of like, honor. A, the code of honor, if you will. Like, this, this is Ring of Honor back in the <laughs> back in the 1800s. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, like, so I love this song because, A, like you said, it's a nod to Biggie. Uh, but then they're telling you what's going on step-by-step step in the duel. And it's something that... It makes sense in this particular duel between, uh, I think it's it's Lauren and the general that was bad bad mouth in Washington. Yeah, is uh, it Charles Lee? Yes. Yeah. Uh, but then it, of course, obviously comes back to the very end of the musical when Hamilton and Burr, spoiler alert, have to face off in our main event. Mm. Uh, but like, I, I just love the way they kind of go through everything, and then we get that moment where they send out Hamilton and Burr to talk about it and they're both like this is stupid uh and then hamilton's like yeah but your man's is is, is an idiot and then burr's like well, i guess we're doing this then oh shit <laughs> well hamilton's kind of like the peacemaker here because he never really wants he's like duels are stupid essentially most of the time uh but this this like dual commandments which again is like very similar to biggie's Ten Crack Commandments, which is awesome. Which, uh, being from Toronto, Drake uses the this like sound drop in all his songs, which is six 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 six. Which the six sound actually comes from the Ten Crack Commandments of the Biggie song. So a little musical knowledge there for you too. But uh, I I love this. This was so cool. This is exactly what I like thought I'd get when I when I thought about okay, they're making a hip hop musical about like Revolutionary War and the the. What, like what? What? What are they gonna do? Like rap battle instead of like argue and duel? And then they literally have a dual commandment. So it's. I was like, yeah, this is this is the real. This is what I. This is what I came for. Another thing that's really cool that I didn't like. Again, after I watched it the second time, yeah, I went online and looked up some like tidbits about it. The music that they use for the ten dual commandments theme. They bring that back every time we have a confrontation from here on out. Like ah. whenever in the second act, when a uh, spoiler alert, Jefferson and Hamilton go at it, they kind of flip the theme a little bit. But if you listen closely, it's in the background of every time we're having one of these debates in Congress. Yeah, so there's like, there's different themes to different parts that it comes back when it's like a fighting, when it's a dueling yeah. kind of thing. Oh uh, yeah, it, it's super cool the way they they put it all together. Like it's again, it's sampling. It's itself again. Uh, the beat here is just nasty. Um, but remember one thing: don't throw away your shot. Take a shot. Um, and Lorenz, Lorenz, he non-fatally shoots this Lee guy, and Washington is kind of pissed off at Hamilton. He's like, "Yo, bro, fuck." Um, again, my history here. I'm like, I don't know if what's going on, but uh, I'm I'm trying to follow through. <laughs> I, um. We then go to uh, Hamilton's wife, who is now pregnant. Yep. And there's uh, the songs Meet Me Inside, That Would Be Enough, and then um, basically Let Me Be In Your Heart, That Would Be Enough. Eliza is, is explaining to him, like, 
look, just just love me, and that's all I need in this life. You don't need to you don't need to be a tryhard, Hamilton. You just need to love. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah cool. Where's your sister? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, like yeah, like Ham- like again, Hamilton. He is the star of this story, but uh, not always the best human being. Yeah, he's really not. Uh, we see. Uh, Marquis Marquis du Marquis de Lafayette by Lafayette Uh, played by the the amazing (laughs) David Diggs yeah so this guy plays not only Lafayette but also Thomas Jefferson yeah a lot of the cast plays uh, like pretty much out of the main cast other than Hamilton and the sisters and Burr everybody else plays two roles yeah, everyone. That's that's normal and common in in, in musicals where they take yeah. the, the play the different parts. But uh, the guy who plays this, uh, Dav- David Diggs, who does play Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, wow, is he? Is it safe to say he steals the show? I think he's the star. Yeah, yeah. To me, he is the star of the show. Yeah. Uh, and for those that don't aren't familiar with him, uh, he is the uncle on Blackish. Uh, oh shit! Uh, really? Whoa! I didn't Rainbow even realize Sister. that. Yeah. Uh, and he's also in, if you watch the show Snowpiercer on TNT, he's on that now. Okay. That's crazy. So I knew I recognized he kinda this guy. Lo- and and I, I made the joke to Braden in the, when we were talking about this off air. Yeah. Like, he reminds me, if we were casting WWE stars in Hamilton, he would totally be uh, Xavier Woods because they, they, they really do favor each other. You know what? Even the hair, when he, when he yeah. raps and stuff, he's, he, yeah. Uh, David Diggs, this guy. Another one, I think, will be. I, I'm just clicking his thing now, like Wikipedia, and he's already got like all these awards and nominations and so many like things. But he uh, he was also in Zootopia, so now I love him even more because low key, <laughs> low key, Zootopia, fantastic movie. Um, yeah, David. Who's he in Zootopia? Uh, oh, I don't know, but he's also set to be Sebastian in the new Little Mermaid. Yes, so... I, I knew that. Yeah, wow, be great at that. <laughs> and uh, Diggs and. Lin Manuel Miranda will be writing songs for The Little Mermaid too, so instantly gonna have to go see that. But yeah, this yep. guy, uh, this guy is fantastic. I could see this guy basically being a big, big deal. I think this whole like after this release on Disney Plus, like I think this whole cast is about to get a bump. Yeah, legit, because because it was already bumping before this, but then it, everyone now can watch it on at home on this Disney Plus, and everyone's like, oh, this is pretty lit, and. There's going to be even bigger, bigger. Yeah, I, I see this getting even bigger than it is, which is already fucking huge. Uh, but David Diggs is just so fucking, so fucking funny. He spits hot fire. He says, history has its eyes on you. As Washington promotes Hamilton to command in the Continental Army. But uh, he's basically upset that that Hamilton keeps getting these the push. <laughs> isn't it like he's upset that hamilton's getting the push but he kind of wants it um this guy raps so fast i mentioned um yeah. the the angelica with the the, the buster rhymes type rapping but this guy david diggs he can go so fast i don't know how many words a second but wow he he can in the, give in the first act he's rapping in a french accent <laughs> like it's crazy it's crazy he's almost like like Busta Rhymes, Twista. Uh, I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, Eminem, rap god." Like to, to me, I always think of still Busta is always and Twista is like the fast ones. Like rap god is cool, but he doesn't really say anything. Whereas here, he's like, 
fucking going and it's just crazy uh really really love this 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 guy and his fast rapping um because anyone can rap fast but you still gotta say stuff in it yeah and he does that here it's great um so we have history has its eyes on you and it's washington and hamilton and people and um this is another big like before i even saw the musical i knew of this song okay it was one of the one of the big ones that people would mention, especially, and, and that's another reason why I'm glad this this uh, movie came out now, Braden. Yeah. Because uh, given what's going on in America, mm-hmm. like you'll see it protest. Like people have the signs looking at the police and the, the government officials saying history has its eyes on you. And so it's like, yeah, like this is something that I, again, I'd never seen this before, but I, I knew just by living in America and the cultural zeitgeist that history has its eyes on you was a big deal. Yeah, and it, and it, it's true. I mean, this when they say that too, in regards to Hamilton, it's basically like, hey, man, Hamilton, you're going to be a pretty big part of this this war and, and history because history has its eyes on you. But yeah, um, I mean, history has all the eyes on everything. Right now, I'd say um, in the in the time we are right now, but uh, for for the better cause, um, I I I love this this song as well. History has its eyes on you. Hamilton basically gets promoted by George Washington to this position in the Continental Army, and um, other people are not so so excited about it. But he's not he's not going to throw away his shot. He says it a lot. He says that quite a lot. Uh, <laughs> he he, like, he's not through saying it. <laughs> the Americans. That, that's, his, that's, his, uh, that's his Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's the bottom line. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, the Americans beat the Reds because they wave the, the white flag. The, the, the Brits don't want, don't want none of that. They don't want none. And the Americans uh, have uh, the world turned upside down. And uh, it's kind of like this, like drinking song that comes into play here, where they're talking about. Did we uh, did we get to the the big Hercules Mulligan uh, swerve yet? Oh yeah, what happens with her Hercules? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. So like we we've, we've already seen through the whole first act. Like we've seen Lorenz and we've seen Lafayette, all of Hamilton's drinking buddies. We've yeah. seen Burr, like what they've done in the war, but we haven't seen Hercules since since they left the bar, and. In uh, I think it's it's 1776 Yorktown. Yes. Uh, uh, they tell the story of when Hamilton and Lafayette cut off the British, and we get Cornwallis surrendering in Yorktown, and he's like, uh, "How did we do it? We had a spy the whole time." And then all of a sudden, Hercules Mullins hops out. He's like, "Yeah, I was the tailor, but the whole <laughs> time I was a tailor, I was stealing secrets from the British." Like, okay, Hercules <laughs> Mulligan. <laughs> he was a spy. On the Brits, Hercules, Hercules. Uh, yeah, that guy's hilarious. Great, the fact that, like, yes, they picked the perfect person to play Hercules Mulligan because he <laughs> he feels like a guy in the crew that would be down for whatever. Like he's that all-purpose goon. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's who he is. Uh, I love the guy who plays him too because he's not. He doesn't look like a spy at all. He's huge. <laughs> yeah, like how is this guy blending in and fooling the British? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I love I love this. So that song is uh, Yorktown. The world turned upside down, and that's the one where they're talking about the the surrender of yep. uh, the the Brits there, the Reds, and um, it's 
the, the drink there's a drinking song that they keep saying that they like quote and they they keep bringing up the world turned upside down apparently it's like a celebratory drinking tune that you you drink when you're you know you're you're winning and uh, i looked it up and it's it's an actual song but um it's not as lit as the songs in this movie uh, so we then have the return. Guess who's back? King George is back. And he shows up <laughs> with his crown and everything. Uh, King George is asking, what comes next? You know, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? A very in this, good question. <laughs> what's going to happen in this world? You see... Um, we're fighting, and I'm so blue. And he's again. It's more of his like la da 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 da. His his music, his songs. Every time the King George shows up, is almost in the same style of like the song yeah. that he originally sang. Um, there's talking about oceans rising, empires fall. It's much harder when it's your call, man. Imagine imagine being King George. All that all that weight just. You're carrying around everything you decide to do. It all weighs down from you and your your choices. It's probably why he had uh, really bad, um, you know, mental health issues because he had to yes. make all these make all these brash decisions. But uh, King George is just so fucking funny. He, he wasn't a bad guy. He was just overstressed, right? Yeah, that's it. You know, you just needed to you just needed to lay back. Just you know. But he didn't do that. Um, but why is this guy so fucking good? Uh, I absolutely love. Yeah, he's perfect. And and shout out to the other King George, who was the King George at the time for yeah. stepping down. Because like that's, I don't know if I could have been that guy, Braden. Yeah. True. Not only are you take, I mean, I'm sure he got compensated, but it, not as much as he would have if he were in this show that's now a movie. <laughs> yeah. So they basically, this King George was in the show. They then, you know, some of the cast changes, and then they filmed it. But for King George, they got the OG King George to come in and get the spot back. Just and he, it hits so much. It hits. It definitely yeah. hits. I think He's they made perfect. the right call. Yeah, he is. He is so perfect. Um, I might be King George for Halloween. Just, just, <laughs> just because. Just because. Um, we have and dear. Maybe can be Hercules Mulligan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. We have a our next song, which is "Dear Theodosia." I'm, I'm uh, Theodosia. Yeah, I'm 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 butchering the names, but I, I I'm terrible. But they're basically welcoming some children. You see, Hamilton and Barr or Burr, sorry, are both orphan who orphans who have grown up and now are starting their own families and becoming a father. So it's basically this. This song about uh, these two welcoming children into their lives, which is uh, Theodosia and Philip, respectively. Um, and these two guys are basically singing their heart out, saying, look, now we, we have children, so we're going to fight to, you know, make this place better and create a world that I want my kids to live in and, and shape the future and, and so forth and so forth. It's, it's the parent song. It's let's have yeah. some kids. And it, it's also why I think Burr works better as an antagonist than uh, Salieri did in Amadeus, because this actually humanizes Burr. It makes you like, yeah, like this guy isn't so bad. He's 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 not stepping up like he needs to, but he's doing what he thinks is the best for his kid. And you can you can relate to that. Yeah, he's he's the classic, the heel, the bad guy in a movie who's got his uh, his ways. And you're like, OK, I kind of understand why you're doing that. 
<laughs> we then have, after the war, I went to New York. Do you know why? Because he's non-stop. That's what we get. The last song of Act One, where um, this is another this is another banger because it's it's kind of like the greatest hits of Act One. Yeah, it's, they throw it's, in everybody's theme in one song. They put it all together for uh, like everyone's little little what is it motifs and all the little things get kind of brought into this big ending of the the part one here and it's. Um, <laughs> Why do you assume you're the smartest in the room? Who the F is this? And I love that this is on a Disney thing. And there's like, there's some swearing and there's some cheekiness. And I I think it's really great. Um, So they're basically supporting the Constitution. We need to defend it. It's a birth of a nation. And they talk about Hamilton and how he's writing all these essays. Why is he writing all these essays? What's going on? He's got homework? Oh, this this is crazy because uh, again I, I learned a lot about these things in high school and uh, yeah so Hamilton gets together with with two other guys to write the Federalist Papers and originally it was just supposed to be twenty five essays about defending the Constitution and and how we can or how they could uh, fix America or, or you know fix this union before it gets off track and they were supposed to write twenty five. One guy wrote five, another guy wrote 29, and your boy Hamilton, like you said, Brayden, Hamilton is a tryhard. Because mm-hmm. my boy wrote, was it 51 articles? Wow. What, so, yeah. What's, like, what's, the, like, what's these articles about? Like, after the fifth one, you're like, all right, dude. <laughs> Chill. Why are you writing 51 essays? Like, you got kids now. Like, <laughs> well, look, as we'll learn, Hamilton has a problem when it comes to editing himself he's kind of like vince russo when he's writing he just can't stop Braden, because he's scared that you'll throw away his shot Mm. and he's gonna be a treasurer i think is that yeah that was that was fun (laughs) because uh basically washington comes in at the end of uh nonstop, and he's like you know we need you history has his eyes on you uh and and hamilton's like secretary of treasury or state treasury or state and then uh Washington's like uh, treasury, and then Hamilton's like, "Let's go, <laughs> let's fucking go." Uh, the feder- the Federalist Papers, and the Secretary of the Treasury. He's newly elected from President Washington, but uh, Eliza basically says, "Hamilton, no, like we we, what what are you doing? We we got, we got to be a, a, a couple." And I think Angelica then moves away to London, and yeah. uh, basically she has a new. New husband and a new man, but uh, that won't stop Hammy. That won't <laughs> stop him at all. But he's gonna—he's he, moving on up. He's moving on up, closer and closer. I mean, if you were to write fifty-one essays about anything, someone will finally listen to you. I think because it's fifty-one. They're like, all right, maybe you have something to say. Maybe because it's fifty-one fucking essays. I don't even think I've written fifty-one essays in my life. <laughs> I was gonna say like. Like, maybe the accumulation between high school and college, but even then, 51 is a lot of essays. Yeah. And, he, and like, again, you know, Hamilton, these aren't two or three page essays. These are probably 50 pages each. Oh, yeah. These are fucking, like, novels. These are fucking, like, big honking essays. And he did it. And he made it to treasurer. <laughs> but then it's intermission. Popping corn time. 
get your drinks. Are you allowed to drink at Broadway? I've never been to Broadway musicals. I've only yeah, there's the, yeah, there's a bar in most Broadway shows. I don't, I don't think you can drink in the theater, but you can drink in the in the lobby area, I, I think. Would they have, like, themed bev- beverages for, like... Like, I don't know what you would drink. What would go... Oh, uh, you know they were, like, Sam Adams. Sam Adams. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Adams was making all that money at the concession stand. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say so. I'm trying... Or, like, old fashions. That's what they're drinking. Or some yep. big stogies. Whatever they, whatever they were smoking back in... Uh, they, clearly, some people were smoking a lot. Um, but it's intermission. For the movie, it's only a 60-second little uh, thing up on your, your your screen, so you know you have 60 seconds to go uh, do whatever it is. So we come back. It's Act 2. Thomas Jefferson. This is a, this is a beautiful way to start Act 2. Isn't it? Thomas Jefferson. Like, yeah, go, go for cause it. Because um, uh, Bird like, not only is an antagonist, but Bird's also kind of the narrator, in a sense. Uh, in in this musical, and so he's bringing us up to speed about what's happened, and then he's like, "Oh, b- by the way, uh, have you met Thomas?" <laughs> and we get Thomas Jefferson. Uh, the song, uh, the the song is called "What Did I Miss?" But the opening part is like Thomas Jefferson's coming home, and you get the great reveal, Braden, of uh, David Diggs turning around, and people are like, "Oh snap!" Now he's playing Jefferson, and he's just milking it and and soaking up all the applause, and it's. Like, a great entrance for this character. And it tells you, like, everything you need to know about this dude. Like, he's all about the, the crowd. He's, you know, he's, not, he's all about getting his shine. Yeah, he's, he loves getting the pop. He loves the, the thing. And you see, he, Thomas Jefferson is returning from America um, because he was an ambassador in France. And here we have Jefferson, Thomas Jefferson's rapping and singing about how he, he was hanging out in France with all these French girls. <laughs> Love like it. It, I, I love this song too. Like, what did I miss? Because it it shifts. Like, uh, we go from like maybe like a little bit of a prince vibe. Yeah. When he first comes down the ramp to like an old R and B, like maybe like a Chuck Berry type of. Okay. Feel. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I got but, a lot of soul out of this one, and he even says, yeah. uh, "We're we're engaged in a battle for our soul," and it's kind of the the music is playing behind them. Really epic. Uh, I love this guy. He's so funny. It's uh, David, right? David yeah. Diggs, again, yeah. yeah. He, he's 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 great. You could have been anywhere in the world right now, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. Says George Washington. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, uh, Thomas Jefferson. Again, this is one of the factual inaccuracies because uh, Hamilton makes a point coming up, Braden, that Jefferson was in France getting high with the French while. Everybody else was fighting the war, but Jefferson actually was in the war. Okay. And then after the war, he went to France. Okay, so th- he was in the war, and then he went and got high in France. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, so <laughs> Thomas, <laughs> obviously, um, what are they doing over there in France? Um, we have our cabinet battle number two. Mm. So this is kind of, uh, this is some eight mile type Thing. It's a. It's getting serious here with these rap battles, and um, the the basically Thomas Jefferson is is pretty pretty fired up, and he's quoting the Declaration of Independence, and he's uh, what a supporter of of individual rights, and s- s- like basically he wants to. I'm I'm a little I'm a little um, foggy of what he's him him and Jefferson and and Hamilton. 
don't agree on something, and that's why they're kind of... Well, yeah, in the, in the first battle between yeah. these two, it's basically that Thomas Jefferson and James Madison, who are the Virginia contingent, they are like, we want, we're about states' rights. Yeah. Whereas Hamilton's like, everything needs to come from the federal. And so they, they're going back and forth. And like I, you mentioned uh, when he brings up the uh, uh, Declaration of Independence, uh line or, or, or yeah. like we hold these truths to be self-evident uh, or uh, life liberty life liberty and the pursuit of happiness when he, when he hits that line and he's like uh those are great words enterprising men quoted i should know because i'm the one who wrote Whoa. it and he's like, eh. like i just love like <laughs> thomas jefferson's defining trait in this musical is he's petty yeah he's he's so petty <laughs> I, I love his character here. He's basically the same guy he was playing in the first thing, but now he's Thomas Jefferson. But I absolutely, yes. I absolutely love him. Again, he should be a huge star in Hollywood. Um, yeah, that's, that's what they were. That's what they were beefing over. He's such a heel. He's such a heel. Uh, I love this. Hamilton comes back obviously uh, with his like little rebuttal here. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You worked on the Declaration of Independence, but you're behind the times, man. You're hanging out in France, you know. You're, <laughs> you're old news. You got We got to. We got to protect our. Our American values, and um, I guess we'll see what happens with Hamilton and his. I love that he hit him with the with the slave line too, because uh, one of the points Jefferson brought up was that Virginia creates, you know, in, with this agriculture, and Jeff and uh, Hamilton's like, yeah, you know, you you uh, made all this money because you don't pay your workers. Ah, uh, and and another little thing that I caught the second time around when Hamilton, I'm um, excuse me, when uh, Jefferson comes down the ramp and he finds out what he's got to do before he goes to New York City a girl named Sally hands him a piece of paper and that Sally is supposed to be Sally Hemings and for people that don't know the Thomas Jefferson story Sally Hemings is Thomas Jefferson's lover slash slave I want to say like seven or eight kids with and so yes like they they don't outright tell you that that's who she is, but if you put two and two together, you're like, okay, that's that's Sally Hemings, Thomas wow. Jefferson's lover slash slave. So, yeah, Lin-Man- Lin-Manuel is weaving a lot of themes in with this. Uh, because when I looked this up, I was like, oh, uh, we're going to get to the, the, the scandal part, I guess. Maybe we'll we'll go back to that. It's We'll, we'll definitely mention Sally again, because I was, I was uh, like I said, I went into some, like, wormholes here this is what this musical actually did it it inspired me to just on my time off i found i was deep into reading about history and i'm like when the hell do i ever read about american history uh, but this movie made me do that and i totally got onto the the page of sally uh, is it hemmings yep sally yeah. hemming uh and i totally was like whoa wait if and it's something that didn't come out uh, just yet let's let's wait till we get to that scandal and maybe bring her back up but i did not even catch that in there which is just crazy i, I didn't yeah, book that at so all so many little things that yeah. they kind of sneak in here uh but then getting back to this battle Braden. yeah like hamilton wins the battle because obviously he's 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 uh he's the top face in the in the territory yeah he's b rabbit uh, so Hamilton wins the battle, but I love again how petty it is because Hamilton wins, but then uh, Madison and Jefferson come up to him afterwards and they're like, you know, you might have won the battle, but you don't have the votes to get this pushed through. Ooh. And then we get uh, uh, your man David here uh, taking a page out of uh, uh, Grandmaster Flash. 
in the Furious Five. Yes, yes. When he's like, uh, it's you're such a blunder. Sometimes it makes me wonder why I even bring the thunder. I love that. I have that right here. Sometimes it makes me wonder. Yeah, like I said, there's so many hip hop lines that come through, like that are famous and then brought like. So it's it's something history that happened way before hip hop, and then hip hop comes, and then they take that and mix it in with the history. It's yep. so like so meta. Uh, really love that. Sometimes it makes me wonder why did I even bring the thunder. We then have uh, like a little and the, uh, and, uh, the guy that plays uh, Madison is the guy that played Hercules Mullen. So right. like Hercules Mulligan, and so like those are two totally different characters, and like the the the, the cast is just so good, top to bottom. Yeah, I, I think the the whole main cast here just absolutely kill it. Every every scene, they're just like incredible. I'm not a musical theater guy, but like the the choreography and the yeah, costuming yeah. and everything is just so so interesting to watch. I'm pr- I'm I'm pretty sure you could just throw this on, like if you had a party, which you know parties aren't a thing now in 2020, but you could just kind of throw this on and people would be like, oh, this is really interesting. It's almost uh, like it's not almost it it is visually appealing uh yeah as well as you know you can hear the awesome songs um we then go to our next song which is um is it take a break it's like take a break yeah take a break hamilton you're you're doing too much man you you need to calm down you got uh hamilton's nine-year-old son who's actually more like 29 Yeah, this kid's not like twelve at all, or whatever. Uh, this was this was a really funny spot where you see like uh, uh, Eliza and she's teaching their son Philip how to play the piano, and it's like, look, he he's taking it up just like his his daddy. He wants to be just like you. And then Hamilton comes home and she, and, and Eliza's like, Philip, show your show your dad what you've learned. And you think he's about to play this like soft love ballad on the piano but then he just gets up and starts spitting bars and he's like yo dad i want to and it's like <laughs> he's not he's not playing the he's not learning the piano like dad he's learning how to fucking spit hot fire like his dad uh this was a really funny because it totally set you up to think he was about to just play the piano all gracefully yep. but then he just gets up and like you said this 29 year old or whatever <laughs> definitely not a kid uh turns around and just starts spitting at his dad i i i popped hard for that i loved it um but Hamilton doesn't want to take a break. He's like, I don't care that I have kids. I don't care that I have a wife. I'm trying to get this country going in the right direction, and it ain't going to be the direction of you. So, Eliza, um, they 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 go away to their like the the Hamptons, essentially their summer house. Yeah. And he's like, Nah, I ain't gonna go. And Angelica disappears as well. So now Hamilton's just. Just all alone uh, in New York. <laughs> his wife is gone. His kids are gone. His uh, mistress is gone. He's just uh, all alone. And uh, in New York, the city that never sleeps, somehow he finds himself sleeping with someone else. Mm. Yeah. Uh, he just couldn't say no to this. So now we go into what is, I believe, the first ever uh, American political sex <laughs> scandal. Now, this is where I said I was into wormholes. As soon as I heard sex scandal in early American politics, I was like, wait, what? You mean to tell me uh, Clinton wasn't the first one to, to do this kind of shit? Let me, let, me lo- let me look at this knowledge. And I just went, I learned so much here. So, uh, Hamilton meets a young lady 
named uh, Maria Reynolds, and they start to have what uh, I guess you could call uh, an affair, an affair to remember. He can't, mm. he can't say no to this. So his lover, his wife, and his kid, they're all away. So he finds some love. Uh, I don't know how to say no to this. And uh, <laughs> there's, there's parts where it's like, that was, that was my wife to fuck. And it cuts off him swearing. <laughs> the, I, I've, I don't think you'll ever watch something on Disney Plus other than this and hear the word cuckold on a show. Yes. But you hear it here. Uh, <laughs> That's, that's what Disney paid $75 million for. Cuckold. <laughs> uh, so Hamilton is uh, is quoting some LL Cool J. He just needs some love, man. He, just, he, he needs some love. Uh, so Hamilton has uh, an uh, adulterous affair with Maria Reynolds while he is in New York. Basically, his family's away so he can get away with all this, this thing. But uh, it soon turns... Uh, Little, little dark because um, it turns out that Maria Reynolds has a husband of her own, Mister Reynolds, who basically starts to go after Alexander Hamilton and basically blackmails him. I guess you could say here. With uh, <laughs> I'm a little, it's a little gray area. So Hamilton, correct me if I'm wrong. Hamilton has an affair with Maria Reynolds. And Maria Reynolds' husband's like, hey, I'm going to blackmail you for sleeping with my wife unless, you know, do shit I want. Is that pretty much it? Yeah, so basically he's like, I don't care that you're sleeping with my wife. He's the cuckold. But <laughs> I know if 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 this gets out, it's going to be bad for you. So I'm going to need you to slide me some money. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you, can, you can fuck my wife, but just pay me. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> I mean, it. that's the proper thing to do, Brayden. <laughs> If you learn anything out of this, that's the nice thing to do. Hamilton. What a nice guy, that Hamilton. (laughs) So Hamilton's kind of uh, stuck between a rock and a hard place and uh, Maria Reynolds. And he's like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Say it wasn't you. Uh, Well, he doesn't do that. So we then have uh, that that epic song, which was Can't Say No to This, which... um, um, Manuel was basically like, this was a real hard song to do because it's like basically talking about how he's cheating on his wife. And uh, I think he's married, so it was really awkward for him to write that song. Um, I don't see the problem with it. There's then The Room Where It Happens. Yes. Which is a another song based on uh, Hamilton here who's basically <laughs> talking about... Uh, uh, not as exciting as the last song because I was t- I was into sex scandals and everything. And here's a song about how you got dudes in a room and you need a witness. Can I get a witness? So they all they're all signing things in a room and yeah, this is another one of the big numbers. Like even if you haven't seen the musical, you've heard people talk about the room. Like every story written about Hamilton has some author trying to be. Uh, funny right thinking that they're the first person to come up with the room where it happened pun but this is the first this is but, the, this is the best it's like this is this is where all of those bad jokes from from hack reporters come from <laughs> this song so like even before like even before i saw the musical i knew of the room where it happened even though i'd never heard the song oh okay why is that i i have not i don't know what the the room where it happened because i i feel like just watching it now, watching it twice, it feels like this is maybe the most Broadway number of all the numbers. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, I get that. 
we get to like the very end where Burr is really kind of kicking it up a notch. Like it feels like this is probably the number that sold the show to Broadway. They're like, yeah, everything else was all right, but this was uh, this is what we want. <laughs> like this is what we're used to. <laughs> uh, it's basically uh, Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton. They're discussing. Uh, like what is it congress and a proposed like basically they got to make a compromise and so like hamilton and like because hamilton as we saw from the last debate hamilton was right but he couldn't get the votes and so he's got to make a deal with jefferson and madison now uh and so basically they agreed to move the capital of the united states from new york to dc and Hamilton gets to keep the banks in New York. Mm. But you got to be you had to be there. You had you got to get a witness in that room. But no one knows cuz <laughs> no one else was in the room where it happened. Ah. Right? So take take advice from Hamilton, more advice is uh you always need a, someone there. You need a witness. It's like you can't just get married. You need someone there to be a witness. You need someone there to sign it. Make sure it actually happens. I happened. think this this song might have Hamilton's best line of the of the show, Braden. What's the line? Where where Burr is like yelling at him, like you know, you sold New York out by moving the capital, and and what is what is what does Washington think about this? And then he's like, wait a minute, they moved the capital, but you keep the banks in New York. And then Hamilton's like, yeah, you got to be in the game, you got to have skin in the game if you want to win in this game. <laughs> and it's like that's Hamilton's whole motivation through this whole musical is like he's willing to put himself out there to accomplish what he wants whereas Burr is like I'm gonna I'm sit back and that's why Hamilton keeps rising while Burr is kind of in the same spot so he's the he's the real fighter Hamilton yeah he wants to continue on um so <clears throat> there's then a cabinet battle number two another cabinet battle which is uh, what is it? Jefferson and Hamilton now are gonna yep. to brawl it out here again. More of the the eight mile vibes, the the classic hip hop rap battle live. You must be out your goddamn mind. <laughs> we <laughs> we signed a treaty with a king whose head is in a basket. Yes. Um, does that mean King George died at this point? No. This is okay. A, I got scared. Okay, so so what happened right here is. France is now fighting with England and Jefferson's got the relationship with France. So he wants the United States to send aid and Hamilton's like, we just got out of a war. We can't help France. Like we got to help ourselves right now. And, and the King of France got beheaded because this is like during the French revolution. (laughs) I'm learning so much. I clearly did not get, like I said, Canadian history, boring as fuck. This is this is so exciting. You're just talking about beheading and stuff in Canada. Some guy signed a thing and was like, "Oh, you didn't dot that right." And the guy was like, "Oh, sorry, eh? That's history in Canada. Here, you're talking about all this stuff, and we don't have musicals about our history yet." Um, but this 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 rap battle here is so uh, the beats are crazy. Everyone's going off. It's just insane. Uh, I really I really love this as well. But it the, all the the. The battle rap cabinet battle raps are are just so funny that I never thought I'd watch something teach me history in the form of hip hop. It's just so incredible. Um, Hamilton doesn't want to fight Jefferson and basically says, you ain't shit 
without George Washington. So, um, <laughs> yeah, Jefferson wants to be the boss. And Jefferson basically wants to run this this ship now. This yep. is kind of what wants to happen. And George Washington, who is the president, decides he's not going to – he's going to remove himself. He's not going to be president no longer. He's going to remove himself from office. He's not going to run again. And he wants to move on from his life. He's got to do all sorts of other things, um, which which is interesting because George Jefferson, I have he, – he has a famous like line – uh, that he, I think it's from the Bible that he he loved to quote, which George Washington always said: "Everyone shall sit under their own vine and fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid." Uh, so everyone should be able to just hang out, eat some figs, and not be scared of living their life. <laughs> and uh, I I clap for that, George Washington. Good one. Good good on you there, George. Good on you there, George. But uh, he's not my favorite, George, because out comes King George. Yes, he's coming well, back. Like real quick, back to uh, your oh, man, yeah. uh, because I, I do like this. Like, uh, like his song was good. Chris Jackson's song was good, and like he got really emotional. Yeah, for like, one he, last time, he crying. Yeah, yeah he was yeah. crying at the end of the song, and then we get this great moment where like all the Americans kind of fade into the background, and as Washington is walking off the stage, uh, he passes King George, and it's like this really cool yeah. moment between the two of them. It's like it's like uh, Hogan and the Rock at WrestleMania. Wow, <laughs> George Washington and King George. <laughs> That's exactly it. Imagine they had. Uh, I mean, I know there's the um, there's obviously comparisons to epic rap battles of history, which is a total yes. total thing that I used to love watching on YouTube. I highly recommend, but. Um, Epic rap battles is, would kind of do this. They would do George Washington versus King George because, like, that's just what people want to see is the hot, the hot feud, the hot match. Uh, but one last time is the is the song where George Washington, like I said, is quoting that. And um, there's there's what there's speeches, something to do with, um, uh, I think Barack Obama uh, as well, where um, he's reading like this farewell address. Um, it has ties into to that as well, but it's just it's super awesome. Um, I I love the fact you're right. The fact that there's like the passing of the the shot between King George coming back out there again. Just when you thought King George was gone, he comes back <laughs> out. Oh, I fucking love this guy. He's singing about Washington and uh, who's gonna step up. Is it gonna be John Adams? Uh, basically, this guy's job is just chirping shit. I don't see from yeah. this point on. He's not really in, needed in the story. He's just he's just there. Um, <laughs> uh, there's the, the a really cool moment that I didn't know about until after, after the I had watched it and, and uh, looked some stuff up. But there's a moment in the King George song where he's like, "Who's taking over?" And his uh, servant comes up and tells him it's John Adams that's the new president. And the girl playing the servant is low key an important part of the story. Okay. Uh, because if you go back and look, like she's uh for those that don't know, like she's uh uh playing King George's servant, but she's also sprinkled throughout the entire musical. And Lin Manuel Miranda wrote her in as the messenger of death. So like whoever she's around, death is gonna follow. Oh. Like if you go back to the Yorktown battle scene, like yeah. she slaps hands with uh Loren after they beat up a British soldier. And Loren dies pretty soon after that. 
she's around when uh, Hamilton, like she's always kind of hovering around Hamilton when the ensemble's dancing. And Damn. so it's like you can track her character uh, as kind of being the, like the metaphor for Hamilton's going 100 miles an hour, but even he can't outrun death that's always kind of circling around him. I love it. That's I didn't even book that as, as well, where she's always around kind of hovering. The angel of death. Yes. Um, well, King George is talking about how he knows this president, and he's like, that guy, that's going to be their president? Was it John Adams? That yep. guy sucks. He's like, good luck, you fat motherfucker. <laughs> uh, he's like, I know him. I know him. Um, and... They're talking about scandals and how the U.S. ain't got no power. I just love how King George is just watching this from afar and just kind of laughing at what's going on with the U.S. kind of history here. Um, but I can't get enough of King George III. We then have the Adams administration where we now have a, a new president, I think, which is John Adams. Um, again, I don't know my my U.S. history as well as some others, so I quickly clicked on the... Uh, I just Googled uh, list of presidents, and uh, I see John Adams was the second president of the United States. Is that because when he, when when Washington like left, it goes to him? Is that how it works? Because they they well, go Washington into that. And, Washington and Jefferson uh, had a race, yeah. and back then the rules were whoever was the second place finisher, they were the vice president. Yeah. And so Adams won, and Jefferson was the vice president to Adams, even though they were in different parties. Okay, this is, this is I'm learning so much. There's only so much I can learn, but I'm learning so much um, because then we go to a next song about uh, the eye of the hurricane, and this is some visually appealing. Uh, the song itself is is pretty awesome. It's uh, Hamilton and like kind of the supporting cast, and he's he's talking about how his life is. He's pretty much in the eye of the hurricane for the last little while of his life. And the room, the, the room starts to actually spin. Like the yeah. whole way this is shot is like everyone's kind of a hurricane. The, the cast. Yeah, and like, we, have, we haven't mentioned it yet, but the way this stage is set up, Braden, like there's, there's actually like a turntable, which now come to think of it makes sense, given that so much of the musical is based around hip hop, that you've got this turntable in the center of the stage. Crazy. I, I, you can hear uh, like the turntable scratches throughout the entire musical, but I yeah uh, that's that's awesome. And he's he's in this thing, and, and the colors of the lights kind of change because throughout the whole thing, it's kind of lit just like normal lit, like normal lighting more more so. Like there's obviously spotlights and, and things like that on on certain crescendos of the songs and stuff. But for this hurricane song, it's like spinning and and moving while Hamilton's in the in the center, and it's a really cool like epic visual shot here I, I really liked it um but then it kind of goes into the the next song which is the reynolds pamphlet now is this, this all yeah this song right here Braden. <laughs> oh my god this is so funny is what i have written down in my notes um so this is where the scandal kind of comes into play where yes. where it all kind of comes out here so uh hamilton Basically gets screwed over. Well, he screws, uh, literally, Reynolds, Maria Reynolds, and her husband, the cuckold, wants to kind of blackmail him 
but Hamilton has kind of had enough here, so he wants to defend his own name in honor of uh, of this scandal. Is that so? Instead of I'm trying to compare this to like a more modern thing. It's like he knows he has this this secret, this scandal. So instead of letting someone blackmail him and out him on their own terms, he just comes out and is like, "Look, I did this, 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 and this, and uh, what you gonna do about it?" Well, yeah, because what happens is people are the rumors in the street, like the hot word on the street, Braden, is that Hamilton used the money from the government to pay for pay off this stuff. And so Hamilton, Hamilton is more offended that people think he embezzled money from the government <laughs> than that he cheated on his wife. So again, like the Reynolds pamphlet, like in the in the musical, it's just like one sheet of paper that they're all throwing around. But in in reality, my man wrote ninety five pages. Of course he did. I'm surprised he didn't write ninety five essays about how he ch- about what happened with this woman. And so like. That's why, uh, like, when we get to it a little bit later, like, his wife is so hurt that because it's like he would rather be seen as a cheating husband than as somebody who is a corrupt politician. Oh, man. I think this is one of my favorite songs of the of the whole yes. musical here because it's just so funny. It kind of brings yeah, everything. We get, we, get, uh, we get the pettiness of Thomas Jefferson, uh, Madison, and uh, Burr. And, like, because well, they're like, Oh damn! Oh like, this, damn! This is what he been doing? Oh, and like yeah, they even drop in like the modulated damn over top of damn. it. Damn! And then we get Jefferson with his with all of his pettiness. Like, well, you never gonna be president now. <laughs> you never gonna be president. Never gonna be president. And at some point, King George just enters the scene dancing to this. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this got me laughing oh. so hard. Uh, as soon like I was already laughing, but as soon as King George kind of comes in there doing some dance moves, I was fucking yep. dead. I was so out of it. Uh, yeah, then, like what makes this song so good though, Braden, is in the middle of all of this that is just so crazy and funny. Angelica shows back up. Uh oh. And she like because you know, you're right. Like through this whole thing, they've had this kind of on again, off again, kind of secret, low key, yeah, yeah secret uh, affair. Uh, at least emotionally. Uh, but then, so Hamilton thinks she's coming back to help him out. <laughs> and she's like, nah, I'm here for my sister. And like, so she's like, she just kind of cuts through all of this foolishness and like gives him a real gut punch. Yeah. And then like walks off. And then we get right back to never going to be president <laughs> now. <laughs> I love Thomas Jefferson. The He's like, he jumps up on a table. He's yeah. doing, you know, when like, you know, when you have uh, a stack of $100 bills at a strip club and you just, you just make it rain. That's what he's doing with these letters, these pamphlets. And he's like, oh my God, have you read this? Yo, everyone read this. It's so He actually fun. goes and gives one to a, an, an audience member. <laughs> Which is crazy. Like, yeah, like this this whole scene was just like from the music to, like you said, when when King George gets up and starts dancing in the middle of this. I'm like, yeah, this is this is bananas. Yeah. When King George gets into it is the highlight of the entire musical for me because it brought all my favorite aspects of it all into one 
thing. It got me my I, I love the the guy who's playing Thomas Jefferson, and I love the guy who's playing King George. Not only are they kind of in a in a song in a dance number together, but they're also the song is about the sex scandal, and I it's just bringing everything. And this is this is the meat for me. I I absolutely love this. Uh, it just shows- what's what's even better like and, and like I I don't know why it wasn't in the actual musical that we watched Braden but yeah. I went back and listened to the song on the soundtrack yeah on Spotify and at like at the, at the very end of the song where they're still going like uh, like the, the chorus gets louder and louder like you're never gonna be president now you're gonna be president Lin-Manuel Miranda as Hamilton has the nerve to kind of try to sing over it he's like uh at least I was honest with your money <laughs> it's like like yeah like that's all Hamilton cared about is that people didn't think he was some corrupt politician, even though he's totally screwed over his wife and his kid, literally. He's like, at least I was honest with her money. And then when that part ends, it cuts back to Jefferson. He's like, yeah, at least he was honest with her money. One less thing to worry about. Uh, never yep. going to be president. Uh, <laughs> like you ever, you ever see somebody ruin their own life? <laughs> oh my God! Say less. Poor wife. <laughs> it yeah, this epic dance number sex scandal brought to life with the Reynolds pamphlet comes to an end because everyone's like, oh, shit, what about his wife? Yep. Eliza is heartbroken because imagine everyone knowing everything about how your man stepped out on you and you're just kind of, you're just kind of like a a casualty. She's collateral. Really. Like he doesn't, Hamilton kind of doesn't give a fuck about her. It's like, yeah, uh, don't care. I just didn't use the people's money. And she's like, cool. Thanks, bro. Thank you for that. Right. It was great. Awesome. So glad I married you. Um, and basically, Eliza has her like little little power ballad here, classic show tune, where she's talking about how she's she's been burned, is the song Burn. And uh, she's, she's like, yeah, great, cool. Thanks for having an affair and, you know, outing it all and coming public with everything but you're just using me as as like a piece here in the story you don't care about me and it's it's public mm-hmm. humiliation and uh she, yeah, she she has this great line of yeah and uh philippa sue is the is the actress uh that plays eliza like mm-hmm. she has a great line in the middle of this braden where she's like i'm removing myself from your narrative mm. and she's like i'm not gonna be just a character in your story right and it's like really, like she, that's when she starts burning all the letters and stuff. And like, yeah, this is, this, this is a real like emotional beat that I didn't expect going into this musical. What is the the saying? Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned, something like that. That's her it's here. She, as she that's, burns that's what with when that's that's what happens when you hang out with these Jezebels, Hamilton, <laughs> as Jim Ross would say. <laughs> uh, Eliza is just just. She is burned as she burns all these love notes with that he was sending her while he was getting it on yep. with this this mistress. Oh, man, that Hamilton. What have you done? Um, <laughs> so everyone and their cousin knows about Hamilton and his uh, his wrongdoings, his scandal, including Hamilton's own son, Philip. He's uh, only 19, but my mind is old. Uh, is that Nas? I think he was. He's going, I'm only yeah. 19, but my mom is not. Yeah. So Philip is uh, obviously upset that his dad has made a name for himself even more. 
and uh, Philip gets in some gets into some some drama, some beef, while uh, he 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 runs into someone who starts shit talking his his old man, and says, "I ain't gonna stand for that." Back in these days, someone talks shit. There's only one way to settle this: a duel. Yep. So uh, Philip is gonna have it, a duel. And again, if you notice, like now that I've now that I know the secret and have gone back and taken a look at the scene, yeah. like when he goes into the theater to confront the dude that that's been talking junk about his dad, the girl that's the the harbinger of death, she's like right behind him Whoa. when he walks into the bar. That's crazy. That's it's like I would have never noticed that had I not gotten the you know the information after yeah. the fact now i'm like yo like there was a there was a story being told that we weren't even aware of Braden. that's crazy there is there's a lot of little easter eggs and little things that i that totally went over my head uh, on this i only watched the one time but i i definitely see myself watching it again um just because the like i said you can kind of put it on and the music will play and it's just entertaining but yeah, yeah totally different things i didn't even catch that again but philip phil he's gonna he's gonna have a duel and he's going to do the, you know, I don't know, I, I do a wrestling podcast, and uh, most of my listeners, uh, we get lots of worldwide listeners, which is crazy. Shout out if you're listening to this wherever you may be, but most of my listeners are American. And time to time on Up Next, I will uh, make jokes about New Jersey. And uh, <laughs> and here we have Hamilton, who's like, hey, uh, you're going you're, you're gonna to have the duel, son? Where are you going to have the duel? In New Jersey. Well, everything is legal in New Jersey. <laughs> yep. Which is a fact. At the time, uh, dueling was illegal in New York. But you could do so it in Jersey. Go, they had to go across the river. <laughs> oh, my God. So funny. Uh, shout out New Jersey. So, Philip is going to do this duel because he wants to honor his, his papa's name. And uh, Hamilton's like, look, Philip, I'll tell you what I've told many people in when it comes to dueling and, and such... Uh, it's not worth it. What, you want to take someone else's life? Think of that burden. You won't do this. Do the right thing. Shoot for the sky. Shoot shoot for hopes and dreams. Don't shoot people. You don't want to do that. Philip is like, you're right, Dad. You're right. So when it comes to the duel, Philip shoots to the sky and gets shot and dies. Yep. <laughs> Way to go, Dad. Wow, great advice. Uh, son... You're going to go to a duel, whereas a duel is two guys who then turn around and try to shoot each other. But in this thing, son, don't do that and you'll live. But uh, he doesn't. So uh, rip Philip. Wow. And it's always cool when they, like, when they do these duels because this is uh, the second shooting duel that we've had Yeah. Uh, in, the, in the musical. Like how the scene just kind of stops and they go back to one, two, three, four, five, and everybody <laughs> bringing in all the elements for the, for the duel. Like, it's, it's really cool. It's a yeah, it's a good visual kind of gimmick to get you in the mood for the, these two guys in New Jersey shooting at each other. <laughs> Definitely. It's like ECW, two guys in Jersey shooting on each other. Oh my god, it's New Jack. <laughs> uh yeah, this was this was really cool, but it's sad because now his 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 son is dead. And uh we go to our next song, which is like another kind of ballad in this show, which is it's quiet uptown. And we have like these like re- lots of strings and and, and 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 kind of sad, more somber thing because it's Hamilton and uh, Eliza kind of grieving over their son and how they kind of wish things 
went into a different a- avenue of their life because they're like, imagine we lived uptown, be quiet, and we wouldn't have had any of this this thing, which is kind of shit to say for Ham. Like it's kind of shit for Hamilton to say. He's like, huh? Imagine if I didn't cheat on my wife and did all these yeah. terrible things. Imagine my- if yeah. I had listened to my wife all these years. <laughs> But instead, he's like, yeah, we should just live uptown. No, you should just be a nice person. Uh, yeah. It's it's really, it's really like really an emotional kind of song here because uh, they're sad that if, if they didn't do, if he didn't go down, it's the butterfly effect of Alexander Hamilton. If he didn't do all these things, he'd probably still have his son. Um, and Lin-Manuel is like, crying in this song yeah. at the end of it uh, it's really it's really like a dramatic part of this this musical but it's it's really it's really awesome um it shows you that um that they're they're people is what i got out of this uh really really yeah, like it's, it. it's a really really yeah really a, a dramatic scene really emotional scene and again like i think obviously when you watch this you're drawn to lynn or you know david or even uh, you know Groff playing the, the King of England, but like Philippa Sue does a great job in a role that I think could easily be just like a throwaway character. Sure, definitely. We then go to the election of eighteen hundred. <laughs> so <laughs> Jefferson just pops up after this sad song. Like so, we just had this slow dramatic (laughs) depressing thing about hamilton and his wife and how their kid died and then just jefferson pops up and goes can we get back to politics (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly what he does like yeah jefferson's like all right let's get back to what we're really here for yeah let's get back to the actual story and he gets back in here and it's jefferson and burr and they're discussing Hamilton and the the whole team and and everything about this this kind of election because they they this they decide that the election's coming up obviously Hamilton won't be president because they told him but they they decide that they need him on their side they need to have Hamilton to kind of uh push push Jefferson into the the next the next election here so they they know that they need Hamilton to kind of uh, I don't know, like give him the rub, give him the. Yeah, what what happened was uh, Jefferson and uh, Burr, yeah, beat the other opponent, but they tied, and so then the vote had to go to Congress, and so Hamilton, even though he was like disgraced and kind of out of the picture, still had a lot of pull, and so they're like, if we can get Hamilton on Jefferson's side, that'll give us what we need to make Jefferson the president. And so, yeah, like so, they get they they get the rub from Hamilton, and that is what sets again. Hamilton is the is the architect of all of his failures in this musical. Because <laughs> if he had kept his mouth shut, he would have still been alive. Because he tells them, he tells the people, like, yeah, I I disagree with Thomas Jefferson, but at least he stands for something. Whereas Aaron Burr stands for nothing, and that is what gives Jefferson the presidency, and Aaron Burr is the vice president. So, Hamilton gives Jefferson, he says, Jefferson has my vote. And everyone is like, oh, well, if he's voting for him, then we got to vote for him. So they all vote for him. And um, this is where they kind of describe the, the vice president thing. So Jefferson wins, but his his vice president is is basically could could be president. And they, they go on to change that. He goes, wait, what? 
The second guy will become vice president. Well, as president, we can change that. <laughs> yeah, like again, being so petty, and so yeah, uh, like in 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 real life, Burr served for uh, four years. Okay. As the vice president, but then when Jefferson was reelected, Burr got kicked off the ticket. <laughs> See ya. He's gone. So we now have uh, a, a president, I guess, and we go to our next song, which is the obedient. Servant. Yes. <laughs> Do you want to describe this song? <laughs> yeah. So basically, like this is this is after Burr's been kicked out of the out of uh, his his spot as vice president. So in real life, this is like four years later after the election. Yeah. Uh, and so he's basically pissed off because Hamilton messed up his whole situation. You fucked my vibe so up. He's writing. Yeah. He's like, bitch, don't kill my vibe. <laughs> he's, he's Kendrick Lamar, and so he's writing. To Hamilton, like, yeah, we we gonna have to we gonna have to settle this as in a duel. And then Hamilton writes back, like, uh, you'll have to be more specific because I've insulted you <laughs> thirty four times. Which which one? Which time are you talking about? <laughs> uh, yeah, he calls he calls Hamilton arrogant. He calls him. He just rips him. It, this this wasn't necessarily one of those cabinet uh, duels, but out of the entire musical, I got like. Eminem or, or Dr. Dre vibes with this this song because it's very like they're they're angry at each other and like I don't know Eminem and Dr. Dre are known for having angry type hip hop in their their lyrics more so Eminem but I got definite vibes out of this one because it's like they're they're basically setting up this main event match this big fight which yep. is gonna be uh, the they're duel cutting promos yeah this is them setting up this big fight this is. Uh, this is, what is, uh, who's the, the Mayweather and, and, uh, oh, Mayweather and Floyd, uh, <laughs> I'm blanking on his name. Yeah. Uh, Conor McGregor. Yeah. This is exactly this. They're like, yo, we're going to tra- trash talk and keep going yeah. keep going. And Burr, Burr is like writing one letter at a time. And then Hamilton, Hamilton <laughs> yeah, sending essays to this dude. That's like, and when if you- you'll notice, if you notice Braden, when you go back and watch it, the person that gives Hamilton the quill to write the essay is the girl that's oh, the angel of death. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hamilton, watch <laughs> out. If we could only go back and save him. It's like, Hamilton, you don't notice this chick? Every time she's around, something happens. Bad things are happening when she's around. Um, <laughs> but basically, they're saying the world is not wide enough for the two of us. So uh, we got we to gotta, we gotta end this. We got to figure out. Got to take this to New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> the New York State Athletic Commission won't sanction this match. It's a no holds barred duel. No holds bird. Oh, that's, that's for you, John Pollock. <laughs> <laughs> so we get a series of like flashbacks and kind of what's going on to uh, with with Hamilton and, and his life, and we see. Uh, we see the the best of wives and the best of women, which uh, Eliza and Hamilton kind of talk it out and, and stuff like that. I still think Hamilton's a bit of a dick when it comes to his uh, his his uh, I don't know marital matters. I don't know, which is probably why she doesn't care if he goes off to the duel or not. He's like, look, I might I might die. She's like, cool, go do that. <laughs> you should probably go do that. Um, <laughs> so. It's t- it's it's time. We'll see if the world was wide enough because um, we go to this 
this this time for this this duel, if you will, and the world isn't wide enough. Now we've seen Hamilton. He's mentioned before to his own son, who died in a duel because he listened to him. Hamilton's look. <laughs> the whole movie, the whole musical, Hamilton keeps reminding us that he's not throwing away his shot. Mm. He was pretty much telling us that he is going to throw away his shot. Because <laughs> he was telling us to finish. <laughs> he told us the whole time. Because in this duel, he does, in fact, give us the finish. When it comes down to it, Burr versus Hamilton, a New Jersey street fight. Hamilton just decides, I'm going to shoot in the sky. Shoot for the sky. And uh, throws away his shot and is shot himself in this in this sad day in 1804 yeah. in New Jersey. And again, like, in New this Jersey. song, they make you... Uh... They make you sympathetic to Burr in in this moment, Braden, because right before they, you know, right before they take the 10 paces, he's like, the last thought that I have before I start pacing is I will not make an orphan out of my daughter. Mm. And it's like, yeah, like, I, I get it. Like, yeah, it's either you or him. So I, I completely understand where Burr is coming from right now. Because he, he, he's, he's not necessarily the bad guy, but he's just, yeah, he's... He's the antagonist. Yeah. So we have them doing that. Like, like I mentioned, he's already, he's shot, but the way they kind of do this scene with the whole dueling is, is really awesome. It's really cool. Um, and uh, here it is, Braden. If you remember, there's a woman that stands in front of Hamilton okay. when, when the bullet, when the shot goes off. Yeah. That's the angel that's of the death. Girl. Oh. That's the angel of death. So she, she was letting us know the whole time that Hamilton was going to die. He basically says in this song before he dies that if I throw away my shot, is this how you'll remember me? What if this bullet is my legacy? Legacy. What is a legacy? Uh, It's planting seeds in a garden you'll never get to see. Um, Bars. Straight bars. Lin-Manuel can write some straight fire up in here. But yeah, basically, Hamilton dies, but he goes on to be remembered. For certain things. Now, Hamilton was never president, but this whole show, I guess, is to kind of be like, hey, this guy was really important too. <laughs> yes. Because, <laughs> uh, like, like Lin Manuel, I, like, I, he got the idea to this musical when he was on vacation with his wife. Okay. And he was reading a book about Hamilton. Yeah. And he was like, every time he would read about the disagreements Hamilton would have, he's like, basically, this guy's a rapper because he likes to talk a lot. And he's always getting into beefs, and he's sleeping around. Like, Hamilton was the hip-hop star of the 1800s. And so he's like, let's tell the story about this guy who was an immigrant uh, that, that had an effect on the country. Like, like you said, Braden, he was never president or vice president, but he shaped a lot of the foundations of the country. And then that's, that's where we get that last song, uh, you know, who, will, who, will, was it, who Will Write Your Story. Mm-hmm. So we uh, yeah, who lives, who dies, who tells, yes, your, who story. tells your story? Yeah, so the the whole cast kind of comes in here. Well, it's basically like there's Eliza obviously, but um everyone comes in here and they're explaining basically kind of what has happened here and who tells your story and every other founding father's story is told, but this one kind of wasn't and uh it kind of gives the credit to to Hamilton here and And even, even- a tribute song Jefferson is petty because he's like, 
I I couldn't undo Hamilton's financial stride, <laughs> and I did. He's still, yeah, he's still being the 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 cheeky heel, I guess. Uh, Eliza basically says, uh, "I stop wasting time on my tears. I'll live another yep. fifty years, but it's not enough." Um, and because that was Hamilton's big thing, like he he never had enough time, and she's like. I got all this extra time that you didn't, so now I'm going to tell your story. So she goes on to do some pretty great things and kind of comes out of her of her own kind of, like, story. So, like, the the story of Hamilton is like, yeah, he was rags to riches but worked really hard, which is pretty much the American dream, right? Like, yep. so that's kind of the whole story with her, but uh, with, with Hamilton. But then... Eliza kind of ends the the whole thing by saying, you know, uh, I speak out against all, all this. I speak out against slavery. I speak out against all these bad things and um, continue on. Like she goes to have like an orphanage and just doing like good things. Essentially, she kind of creates her her own story as well. So it's not just uh, about Alexander Hamilton, but uh, who lives, who dies, who tells your story? Will they tell your story? Time. Time will tell. And then everyone asks, who tells your story? And uh, we kind of end the the show here. And uh, I'm not crying. You're crying. Um, so that was Hamilton. And we see Hamilton die at the very end. We have everyone kind of come out here at the end with the, the goodbye, with the... It's like a whole crescendo and climax. And then it, it, it trickles down into this... This one last like tear jerking moment, but um, yeah, I, I really like the the kind of the message I got at the end of it that uh, like it the, the worth of someone can almost like be greater when they die, and we see that a lot with not obviously just like politics and historical figures, but like you know your favorite artist or your favorite actor or someone passes away, and all of a sudden they're looked at even with higher regards um, than when they were alive, uh, which is, which is interesting. But um, sometimes people are remembered for certain things and history will see those things in a a different light. But uh, I I really, I really enjoyed this whole thing. Like I said, I'm a Canadian. I don't know my American history, as you could tell. And I thought this was really interesting. This is a great way to teach kids History. In fact, they should do more of these things because I, like I, I, like I repeatedly said, I went down wormholes of so many different things that I absolutely didn't not know existed. Um, the whole scandal with Hamilton um, is crazy. That that one song with the 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 Reynolds pamphlet is just hilarious. But I, I want to bring back the the was it was it Sally the Sally Hemming? Yeah. Okay. So this is this is interesting. Hamilton got like all this flack and he came out with this this pamphlet. I mean, he he came out and admitted everything and kind of just brushed off his wife, kind of looking like an asshole. He's, he he snitched on himself. Yeah. He was, he Ham, Hamilton was the Takashi 69 of his day. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Um <laughs> but there's there is there is some to be told about the the Thomas Jefferson and uh and and Sally because isn't that a whole thing that kind of wasn't brought to light but like way later? Yeah, well, I mean, A, it wasn't brought to light until way later because uh, people were more focused on the, the Hamilton deal, but also because Sally Hemings was a slave and black people weren't considered full humans at that mm. time. You know, we were, 
were considered three-fourths of a person at that time in the Constitution. Like, it's still on the paper, in the, on the Constitution, that the black people are three-fourths of a person. And so, Jesus. like, I think if, like, if that happened today, obviously it'd be a big deal. But back then, they didn't look at him and Sally Hemings as a big deal because Sally Hemings was property that was owned by Thomas Jefferson. Ridiculous. But that's kind of how he got away with not having his own kind of scandal. Like, if this if this were in today and that scandal happened, I think people would look at the Hamilton one and be like, yeah, he cheated on his wife. Who gives a fuck? Let's talk about what's going on yeah. with, jo- with with Jefferson here because he's doing some fucked up shit. <laughs> like, if, if, if Hamilton, uh, excuse me, if Jefferson was cheating on his wife with one of the Schuyler sisters, that would have been a big deal back then. Yeah. But yeah. Because he's cheating on... Because he's cheating on his wife with this black slave, like nobody cares. It's, that, it's just that's that's mind-boggling to me. That's that's I got into this this wormhole of history, and I was like, wait a second, here and we all was he cheating on her with cheating on his wife with Sally Hemings, but he had eight kids Jeez. with Sally Hemings. So, what? like, there are descendants today, like black people today, that ha- that can trace their lineage to Thomas Jefferson. Jesus, that's ins- that's. Ridiculous! Like that's what I got out of this. I was like, "Wait, here, here's all this, uh, you know, awesome songs and and uh, uh, just the story here with the whole scandal." And then I I go on to read all this, and I'm like, "Whoa, that's way darker, way deeper yeah. than than what he was going through." And Jefferson the whole time is like, <laughs> "Only only if you knew what I was getting up to." Because holy, <laughs> it's like it's like when you're in a relationship and uh, you you happen to cheat on your partner. And then for the rest of your relationship, you're paranoid that your partner's cheating mm-hmm. on you. So you keep going like, let me see your phone. You're cheating. You're a cheater. You're bad. When reality, like Thomas Jefferson was a real ass. Um, well, that's the thing about all of these uh, founding fathers. Like <laughs> even George Washington, like they, they did great things. But if you look at them as human beings, yeah. it's like, yeah, all of these guys had dirt. In their backyards, uh, yeah, exactly. Especially George Washington too. But yeah, uh, particularly it's... the like the the backyards that were tended to by slaves. Oh. They all had slaves. It's 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 crazy what I reading reading this stuff. I got I get so deep into it, and it's just like wow, this is just a a musical where they you know are bringing things to light and they, i i genuinely learned things from watching this uh i couldn't really tell you who alexander hamilton was kind of before this but now i can and uh i learned quite a lot and obviously i'm learning so much going off the the rails here like going into side things that weren't mentioned and and all these other things where you could have musicals on all of like this historical yeah nonsense that kind of went on i can't wait in like 500 years there's going to be some like edm musical about donald trump <laughs> it's gonna be great i can't wait uh it's uh, fantastic like, like I, I was already braiding like i was ready to crap on this movie right yeah it's it's one of those things that can suffer from a hype backlash sure because for the last five years, anybody that you talk to about Hamilton, they're like, oh, it's the greatest thing ever, and oh, you have to see it, and like the music is so amazing. So I was ready for this to be like average, so I could come on here and just joke on it. Yep. But it's really good. Like it's like again, neither one of us are big musical guys, but this is a musical that I'll watch again. Like, and I'm glad that it's on Disney Plus because. 
there's a lot of people, particularly kids, that wouldn't have access to go see this in the theater because mm-hmm. it's too damn expensive. Uh, but because it's on Disney Plus, they can watch it whenever they want. So like this is a this is a, a good thing because you're right. Like it it can help educate and get people to dig deeper into America and the idea that like America at its core is an idea and it was an idea that these founding fathers had and so you know this is an idea that America hasn't always lived up to and it's still actually I would say America's never lived up <laughs> to the ideals that it that it that it says it has but it's it's a country that's trying and so I think there's a lot you can learn from looking at something like Hamilton and then it's like okay like these are what the founding fathers had and that what they wanted this country to be how far away are we from that and then let's work to try to get closer to that and they do that by doing a musical about america then with america now and i mentioned like all the actors like you don't have a white guy playing george washington you know what i mean and i'm i'm so fucking cool with that i think that people need to take that because i see i see musicals in the future now you're going to have all these like hip hop and, and rap in your musicals. Definitely. Like that's probably already a thing since this is, this has been a hit, but I need to see more of this in my, in my, like not just musical theater, but in general, I, I, I love seeing characters like that are supposed to be old, you know, founding father, classic George Washington, but it's, it's played by such a diverse like cast here. And they're not, they're not like dolling them up to make it look exactly like this character. They're just someone now playing that in this musical. I, I, I love, I love that. I think that that is something that needs to go forward in, in just media. Like I'm sick and tired of someone, someone like think of someone's random aunt named Karen, probably who's like, I can't believe they're casting a black girl as the little mermaid. And I can tell you, just go fuck yourself. Cause, uh, yeah, there ain't no room for that in uh, in the world today. So uh, I, I I love the fact that I that I I like, saw that. Like who are we offending with that? Like yeah. all the all the mermaids out there. Yeah, like what the fuck? I, I I can't get I can't get beyond that. So you know, someone somewhere watched this and was like, "Well, uh, a black guy was playing Washington. That just that's historically inaccurate." Yeah, they're fucking rapping and like going off of like it's a fucking musical. I I, I love that, and I want to see more uh, of that in my. In my like entertainment, basically, uh, I I really love this. Like, I the only the only cast switch I'll allow is if you wanted to have Bubba Sparks play Hercules Mulligan. That's that's the only <laughs> switch I will allow with this cast. He kind he's he, he, yeah yeah sure he looks like him. Uh, this 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 was great. I, I like I said I would sh- I'm not a teacher I don't work in schools but I would show this in schools um, and I hope that this kind of leads to different things that that are very similar like i learned from watching this and it made me go out of my way to learn and watch this so if you show this to like a high school class who are already yeah. taught this this in history classes and stuff like that they'll get so much out of this the the laughs will hit the the you know the dramatic actual historical knowledge soaking thing that will hit like everything fires on all cylinders here I'm not a musical guy. I can't say I put on musicals fairly often. Even Disney movies with songs and stuff uh, can can sometimes annoy the hell out of me. But this was like, I don't know, a modern 
day take on the musical, and damn, did they they knock it out the park with this one. Uh, I I really love this. This I, I feel like a lot of people. You could put this on with your family. You could put it on by yourself. You could put it on with kids. And I think yeah. every everyone will get something out of this. I was gonna say, well, what do you, what do you grade it? What do you rate it? Oh, uh, I, I don't know. Like to me, this didn't feel because it's it's Hamilton the musical, the movie, but it's basically just sh- shots of the the performance like the musical so it's not really a movie it's just the actual show that's kind of what i get out of it i don't know uh, i didn't go see cats which was an actual movie based on an a musical which i did not i think this works better because they were going to put this in the theater and i yeah. think it worked better on disney plus because sure like it would have made money in the theater but i don't think the audience is nearly like the world isn't wide enough i don't think the audience would be this wide if it wasn't as accessible as it is on Disney Plus. Exactly. Like my nieces have watched this and they yes. probably wouldn't have gone to see this in the theater. I watched it. Like I may or may not have gone to see this in the theater, yep. but I certainly had the time to watch it on Disney Plus. So like to me, if like if I were to give it a grade, uh like normally I give things a six out of ten, Braden. Mm-hmm. But but since the world's been turned upside down. I can give Hamilton the musical, the movie, a revolutionary nine out of ten. Whoa, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I, I like, really you don't even have to like. I, I would say if if you want a little bit of a leg up before you watch it cold, listen to like the Spotify playlist because just having the music in your head, I think, will get you in the mood for the show. It's it's just incredible that they. They managed to make like obviously when a musical comes out the the songs in it, one or two of them like kind of blow up. They go on the Billboard charts or whatever, and people are obsessed with them. But it's been like years, and it's still it's still on the charts. Still people bumping. Have you in. listened to the Hamilton mixtape break? Yeah, I have. And so the Hamilton mixtape is like what like the remixes with with other artists on it. Yeah, it's all the songs from the show, but instead of the cast singing the songs, you'll have like Kelly Clarkson sings "Burn." Fucking crazy. Or you'll have uh, Buster Rhymes. You know, you talked about Buster Rhymes a couple times. Yeah. Buster Rhymes and the Roots do a song. Oh yeah, uh, I'm on, looking at this on, list. Uh, you got so many people. We got Jimmy Usher. Fallon. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon doing uh, "You'll Be Back," which is King George. Yes. <laughs> Wait, you're telling me Ja Rule was on this Hamilton mixtape? Ja Rule and Ashanti Jeez. do a song on on here. Wow. John Legend, Chance the Rapper. Yeah. Weird Al Yankovic is on there. Oh, Thread. It automatically wins a Grammy if Weird Al is on it. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, Nas, Dave East. Yeah, there's some crazy names on that. That looks awesome. Uh, I have checked out some of the songs. Obviously, My Shot, the re- Rise Up remix. The I think it's The Roots with all those people. Yeah, Just, that's the song yeah. they play at the end of the uh, movie. Yeah. When uh, they go to credits, they play the Roots song. And then, like, the credits are really long. But if you wait, like, if you wait for it, uh, like, like uh, Aaron Burr, if you wait for it, there's, like, uh, they do, like, a curtain call, like, uh... Like at the end of Avengers Endgame, when, yeah. when everybody had their shot with the their signature, they kind of do that deal with the cast. Okay, and everyone kind of gets their their thing at the end there. Like they show like uh, the the actor who they played, and then like a little blurb about the real person that uh, they played. That's I didn't even see that. That's awesome. Yeah, I, yeah. I, like I missed it the first time, yeah. but then the second time I watched the whole way through because somebody told me to watch the whole credits and like, yeah, you see the entire because that's what I was waiting for at the end of the show. Because normally, like, well, normally I've only seen one other musical, but in the other musical I saw, Braden, 
like the they had each cast member come out individually and then the whole cast took a bow. Whereas on this one, it's the whole cast taking yeah, a bow. Yeah, okay, I know what you're saying. Yeah, that's true. Where they usually they do their sing- their solo kind of Yeah, like the curtain call. It's because we're all united by Alexander Hamilton. I think everybody but King George was out there at the end though, which is <laughs> He's the fucking goat. Uh I I absolutely love King George. I, I can't tell you I really love um my shot, obviously, but I think yeah. my my favorite song is "You'll Be Back." La da 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 da. <laughs> that guy is hilarious. I can't wait to see more. You like "You'll Be Back" is great. Uh, the the Reynolds pamphlet song is yeah. great. Uh, honestly, I think "Nonstop" might be my favorite just because it puts hey. all the songs in there. It's like a whole. It's a what do you what did you say? A mosaic. Yes, it's a mosaic. <laughs> like everybody gets their moment in "Nonstop." Nonstop, like the Drake song. It's nonstop. Uh, that was Hamilton from Disney Plus. Hamilton the musical, the movie. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed watching it. If you just listen to us, you probably at some point know what we're talking about. I wonder if anyone clicked this because we are a wrestling podcast feed. Someone's like, "What the fuck is, are they doing this about?" But I'm happy that we did. Uh, I'm happy they talking that we about did. independent wrestling in Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> Hamilton, Ontario. Thomas Jefferson sounds like the top heel in the in the territory. <laughs> he is. He really. He really is. He really was. Uh, Nate, thank you so much for coming on and 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 talking about this. It, that was so much fun to do. I thought it would be uh, a little bring some bring bring a, a happy tear to someone's eye in, in this crazy time right now. So thank you for coming on and joining me, man. I uh, appreciate you having me, brother. Like this was this was fun. Like uh, I. I would have watched Hamilton eventually, but uh, like the fact that uh, you reached out to me to do the show, I, I had to hop on it earlier than I than I normally would have, and I'm glad because you know it's it's like like I knew about a lot of the historical stuff, yeah. but just kind of seeing a lot of the behind the scenes about the show and then the cast and everything, uh, and then just hearing this music, like it's a it's been a big uh boost to me the last couple of days because like it's it's hard to feel feel sad or feel stressed out when you're listening to these songs because it's so great yeah Yeah. like 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 if anytime i get mad at work i just put on uh you never gonna be president (laughs) it's like i can't i can't not smile when i'm listening to 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 the hamilton soundtrack so yeah everybody like check it out uh it's it's definitely worth your time if if you if you're kind of on the fence, give it a shot. Give it, give it your one shot. Don't, don't throw it away. Yeah, I mean, just because something is 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 hyped and overhyped, like you said, doesn't mean it's it's actually not good. Like I, yeah. I, I, I'm in the same boat. I probably wouldn't have checked it out, but I thought, why not? Um, what else did we do? Like it actually lived up to the hype. Yeah, it did. It did. It really, it really did. Um, and and Nate, we we're gonna be doing a second show this week together. I believe we are. Yeah. Um, if you talking about ECW. Yeah. Uh, something completely different from Hamilton the Musical. On the Up Next Patreon, me and Davey, we do this show called Best Match Ever. And we've done so many of these ones. We've done, uh, we had John Pollock come on to do Best Match Ever, Stan Hansen. We did uh, Backlash. We've done so many Best Matches Ever. It's one of my favorite nerdy wrestling shows that we do. But we decided to, to kind of start doing new versions of it where we, we bring on a guest and kind of let them pick what they think is the quote-unquote best match ever. And Nate... We asked you, would you like to come on this show? And you pick something so extreme. 
Very extreme. You know, so, so extreme that it can only happen in New Jersey. It's or, true. Or, or it's only legal. Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what What is the match you chose? Because we're going to be watching a few, but it's a, a yeah, rivalry. We're going to watch a couple. Because, uh, you know, in the spirit of uh, Hamilton versus Burr or Jefferson versus Hamilton, we, we're going to watch another one of history's great feuds. And we're going to check out Mike Awesome versus Masato Tanaka. Yes. ECW. Fuck yeah. So we created, uh, because it's Extreme Rules, WWE Extreme Rules, we're doing Extreme, a month of Extreme, and uh, it just fits that you picked uh, Tanaka and Awesome as your best match ever. So this week, uh, the three of us, uh, I, myself, Davey Portman, and you, brother Nate, we will be chatting about best match ever, uh, Tanaka and Awesome, which is going to be super different from uh, this the show we just did today. I'm just but, gonna, I'm, yeah, I'm just gonna be really petty to Davey when we talk later <laughs> this week. Just when me and Braden was reviewing Hamilton <laughs> in the trench, you was off getting high with the French. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, so you can check out that show. That is on our Patreon. Five bucks a month gets you that show, all the shows, and the past that's shows. Five bucks. That's that's like half a Hamilton. Exactly. That's not even a full ten bucks. <laughs> there you go. For five bucks, you get that show. All the other shows, we do our weekly... Half uh, a ham. <laughs> half a ham to listen to it. Uh, we also do our AEW reviews every Thursday. We also have... What did we do? We just did a, a show with WH Park, uh, New Japan oh. Pro Wrestling's My Dad is a Heel Wrestler. That's up on there as well. We have so many wrestling reviews, non-wrestling reviews. They're all up on there. But I thought this one, Hamilton, it should be for free because Hamilton is for the people. You know? That's what it's... That's what it's all about. Uh, Brother Nate, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at N, the number eight, M-O-Z-A-I-K, at Nate Mosaic. Since, you know, we're talking about America being a mosaic, you can check me out there. Check me out on the Kings of Sport. We also have a Patreon. So while you are supporting uh, the BDE, you can also check out the Kings of Sport, where yes. $5, half a ham, gets you in the door. At the, uh, I'm just going to start using that from now on. <laughs> Just half a ham gets you in the door at uh, the Kings of Sport Patreon, patreon.com, backslash the Kings of Sport. Uh, and of course, on the post wrestling main feed, you can check out the Rocky My View Picture Show, which, uh, you know, Braden, Braden may not be Lin Manuel Miranda, but but he crafted a great theme song for the oh, yeah. Rocky Picture Show. <laughs> you, you forgot you did that. Uh, I'm, I'm actually, I was just before doing this, someone else was like, hey, man, I, I heard you did a beat for a podcast. Could you do, can you make one for me? And I just remembered that I did it for you. <laughs> I was like, whose podcast did I do that for? That's how that's how time has been warped because of the pandemic. Because that true. was only a year ago. Wow. And it feels like three years ago. Wow. Damn. Yeah, pandemic ages you. Definitely. But does. yeah, this month we're doing um uh, Fast and Furious Six. Oh uh, and like I'll I'll pull back the curtain. I'll let people into the room where it happens. Uh like July has just already been a crazy month, so I haven't booked my guest yet, but it it will most likely be the return of Joe Two and Joe Lewandowski from the Too Fast Too Forever podcast. Nice. Like, I, I look. I I haven't formally uh, got got them to sign the uh, the name on on my Declaration of Independence, <laughs> but I feel like if I put it out on this podcast, that puts the pressure on yeah, them. It's true. Once you get it so, out there on the pamphlet, it's all out there. The ball's, the ball's <laughs> in your court now. <laughs> thank you, Nate. Everyone go listen to Nate on the post-wrestling feed and the Kings of Sport. Uh, thank you so much, man. That was so much fun chatting about uh, history. I learned so much today. I really did. 
I mean, history has its eyes on you, Braden Harrington. <laughs> Knowledge is power. Thank you for listening. Hey, join us on face on our Facebook page and group at Up Next Podcast or Up Next Podcast on Facebook, the group there, and the Twitter at Up Next Podcast. And I myself, Braden Harrington, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at the Bray D. Thank you for listening. You ain't never realize g- this. Yeah, Braden, this podcast. I just realized, and this it's probably because we're both like Alexander Hamilton and the fact that we can't keep things short. This podcast is almost. As uh, long as the runtime yeah. of the damn movie slash play. Because we got to dissect all the, the hot bars and the crazy beats <laughs> that came through, which were lit. It was super lit. That's my review. If you got anything today, Hamilton, it's lit. Super lit. Uh, thank you for listening. You ain't never going to be president. Take care. Goodbye. And I am not throwing away my shot. Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.